0: Coming to you from FEMA Region 5, somewhere outside of Detroit, Michigan, where early voting has begun for 2024. Vote harder next time. (laughs) It's the Dangerous Info Podcast with your hosts, Jesse James.
1: Our world is changing rapidly. Many crucial systems we depend upon are collapsing. And the most important system that is failing is the food supply.
2: Mr. President, this council is more than aware of the multiple challenges and threats the world is facing today. But the threat of famine, people starving slowly to death, must be a red line.
1: These food prices are going to keep going up and up, and they're going to keep feeding excuse after excuse, narrative after narrative. Yeah. where you're, so you're going to ha- have to get off that treadmill and start getting more autonomous with your own food growing.
2: You want to make sure that you can eat, because frankly, food is the biggest issue as we are going through <clears throat> these transitions.
1: But amidst the chaos, there is a path to resilience. Marjorie Wildcraft is the female leader of the survival and preparedness movement. Marjorie has taught millions of people how to grow an abundance of food in a grid-down situation even if you have no experience, are older, or out of shape
2: I've spent decades finding the fastest easiest and funnest ways for the average person to be able to grow a lot of food I've created a step-by-step process that's so simple that even kids to elders have been using it in order to grow a lot of their own food and you can too even if you have no experience you're older or you're out of shape
3: Many people, believe it or not, are still intimidated about the idea of starting their own garden.
1: No, it was a joke. We we figured that the reason why she named the, uh, uh, so easy that even people who are out of shape and
4: uh, lazy (laughs) and eat Doritos can do it, uh, (laughs) that that she was, that was targeting me uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. And so I had to prove, I had to prove her wrong. So yes. Yes, Uh, Yeah. So this is, this is your number two.
1: And you are gardening, my friend. Marjorie's free webinar provides you with the tools and knowledge to thrive in difficult times. You'll learn Marjorie's simple three-part system for quickly producing lots of vegetables, eggs, meat, and much more.
2: The webinar is about empowerment, enjoyment, and becoming self-sufficient. You'll walk away with an action plan that you can implement immediately, regardless of where you live or what time of year it is.
1: I used to be a hopeless gardener, but thanks to Marjorie, I'm growing food, and I'm really happy my family has
5: more food security.
6: Marjorie's webinar gave me the confidence to raise and process my own meat.
5: Food production, and Marjorie, I want to thank you for the, the free webinar that you put out there at that website. I've already had uh, you know massive response from people that love your information and how you, you express the joy of learning how to grow food also and in a small amount of space when it really counts. So thank you for all that you do, Marjorie.
1: The crisis has already started. Don't wait or it will be too late. Take control of your destiny and learn to grow food with Marjorie Wildcraft. Go to www.dangerousoffgrid.com. Growing your own food is like printing your own money. Get started today. Go to www.dangerousoffgrid.com. Our institutions
4: have become corrupt. Unconstitutional agencies are infringing on your rights. What will it take for you to open your eyes to the tyranny at hand? You're an American born with unalienable rights, yet those rights are being trampled every day by unelected busybodies. Your liberty was secured by strong men and women of yesterday.
1: Are you willing to let it slip away? You're listening to the Dangerous Info Jesse Podcast James. with Jesse Jane. Jesse, Jesse
7: James, Jesse James. Jesse James. Jesse Come on, Jesse Jesse change. I'm ready right now Time is a waste Well, there are pictures of Bush with his arm around uh, Eight-year-old Barack Obama Because his stepdaddy, adopted daddy, Lolo Sotoro Had done a lifetime worth of business with the Bushes uh,
8: wow.
7: Uncle George Herbert Walker after whom George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush one president was named, founded Halliburton in 1946 in Oklahoma. And Lolo Sotoro had been international executive vice president for Standard Oil.
9: There, there was talk of him being a CIA asset. Oh, well, in yeah,
7: Indonesia. see, he ran the death squads for the Indonesian army. On his own call, anyone could be assassinated. So when George, Herbert Walker Bush became head of the CIA under the Ford administration. He just got with his old buddy in the oil business, Lolo Sotoro, and pulled off the hits. See, uh, Barack's grandmother has been acknowledged as being the woman that operated the Channels through which CIA money went to the Southwest Pacific. So she introduced her daughter, who had just had Barry, Barack, to Lolo Sotoro. And they got married, and Lolo Sotoro adopted Barack Obama. The name was changed to Barry Sotoro. Mm -hmm. Now, when he went to high school in Hawaii, I know about that high school. I almost sent my oldest son to it. I could afford it, but I didn't think he deserved it. 20 years ago, the tuition was $95,000 a year, not including room and board. When Obama went there, I've talked to two of his classmates. They independently stated that the tuition, not including room and board, was 45000 Now, Business Insider reports his income for 2017 at over $200 million net. That's after taxes, deductions, write-offs. For this last year, 2018, they reported it as $570-plus seventy-plus million dollars. And that's after all deductions tax rate. Trump doesn't make that debt. I mean, even some of the richest people in America don't make that. Why? Because when his stepdaddy died, he was one of the 10, 15 richest men on earth. And he left everything in a trust fund operated out of Indonesia so the American government can't touch it that makes Barack Obama one-third beneficiary for the assets of one of the 10, 15 richest men on earth see so we got a game run on us so you know that little thing that bush w does when he gets with michelle they giggle and he gives a candy the inside thing is that's supposed to be the same kind of candy he used to give to her husband when he was six seven eight years old
6: All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is the Dangerous Info Podcast, episode number 112. This is September 18th, 2023. And tonight's guest, we have Mark Carpenter from Moloch to Maui. It's gonna be a big episode tonight, everybody. Tonight's show sponsor, as you heard there in the beginning, dangerous thedangerousoffgrid.com, you guys. It's up to you to get your skills and harden your skills while we still have time to do so, all right? Today is a natural, well, it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle of our lives, everybody. And what's going to work for you in the future is get these skills down, get these skills underhand, and learn these skills, all right, because uh, it's going to be crazy. I want to give a big shout out to our, our, uh, our current monthly scribe, uh, subscribe stars and supporters, everybody. Fire Doug, the Ryan Mansfield Show. Carmen Rosario, Jill Bark, Chad Geyer, Mark Javier, Cheryl E., Manny Espejo, Brother Ham Hawk, Heidi Human, Dwayne and Teresa Lozowski, Michelle Yerkes, and Pastor Eric King. And I want to say a big shout out to all you live listeners and live viewers out there right now. What's going on, everybody? Outcast, how's it going, brother?
10: I'm blessed in the battle. You know it.
6: Yep, sounds really good. And um, uh, I, I see that somebody says, uh, Ivan L says how hope Biffermac is feeling better this week. And yeah, and I think he is too. And yep. now she's seeing she's an echo great. on your microphone for some reason, Outcast. I don't know what the deal is. On your on your mic, yeah. It looks like there's a echo on your mic. I, I don't know why.
10: Do you want me to uh, jump out, and jump back in? Because I had an echo a minute ago, and now it's gone.
6: Yeah, try that again, and, and we'll do that.
9: Okay.
6: Yep, do that See. right now, and our uh... all right, you guys. But the rest of you guys, I want to say hi to all the uh, live viewers out there and all the podcast listeners. You're gonna hear this at a later date, but we are live right now with everybody over on Rumble, Twitch. Pilled Foxhole Twitter Clout Hub DLive And um, Wherever you're watching from I just want to say hi And thank you guys For joining us tonight It's going to be a good night With our uh, with our, our guest Mark Carpenter tonight And uh, Outcast, If you have that echo again uh, Go ahead and say hi to everybody
9: Check,
10: check, check
6: Yeah And, and see what they say Because uh, We don't need an echo I don't know why it's, it's got an echo coming Last week everything Was pretty good um, anyway, I want you guys to get your oh, get your questions uh, get your questions in there. Uh, check check your settings on your microphone there, Outcast.
9: Um,
6: you have to mute your mic though first. Um, your questions, you guys, make sure you guys get in there and, and check your questions over on DangerousSuperChats.com. If you guys want to get some stuff in for the show, please do that, and I'll be checking those uh, coming on tonight. Uh, for any danger, dangerous super chats that you guys want to send to the show, and uh, we'll get them over to to our guest Mark. And uh, you know, if it's for us, we'll read it for us too. Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, Outcast, our two-year anniversary, September 14th. <laughs> yes, uh, September 14th. Now, I, you know, if you want to go ahead and check your check your mic again, I, to me it sounds oh, good. To but check. Yeah, for some reason you're getting it over there, and I don't know why. Uh, your echo is, is, is coming on. So. let
10: will see here.
6: What? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's happy two year anniversary. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Ham Hawk. Thank you. Ivan L. Yes. Yeah, two years. It, it's so fast. I can't believe it. Um, uh, but still we're, 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 we're trying to check to see if you still have that echo over there. Go ahead and say something check, about check, our two year.
9: Check, check check check. Hello.
10: Earlier when I was on, I was getting a crazy echo off of the show. So, I don't yeah. know, maybe I'll have to just do the show from my phone if necessary. Well, I'm,
6: I'm just checking all my settings. Everything looks good here. It's the same. I didn't change anything from last week or none of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that, that you're all clear now. So, uh, Less says, of a delay yeah. of an echo than last time. It, it, it's okay. got to be something over on your end, I'm guessing.
10: I haven't changed anything. That's the weird part.
6: Hmm. Well, anyway, we have uh, – Mark is in the green room. He's, he's watching us right now as before we get going, Outcast, And uh, we had a little bit of a late start, but that's all right. I mean, we've got a lot of things that uh, always seem to be messing with us, you guys. And uh, last week it was a nice, smooth running show. Uh, but, hey, you know, that's, that's how it goes sometimes with some of this technology. But uh, we're going to deal with it. And um, remember, if you guys have anything interesting for the show, anything that you think is going to be, uh, you know, other people are going to want to hear – um, why don't you give us a, an email uh, email the show a dangerous info podcast at protonmail.com That is dangerous at protonmail.com. And if you have uh, you know something that you you know like I said, if, if something interesting that fits the show, uh, you know sp- spooky stories, scary stuff, um, Outcast, I did get an email from uh, Love by the Moon the other day. And you know remember her she, she called in on that spooky Saturday night. And uh, she's yeah. got an email. She sent me all these pictures uh, of what she saw in the background. Uh, there, there's there's like images. Uh, there's things in these pictures that she sent out, Cast. It's crazy. Um, that that's you know ghostly type of uh, ghostly type of thing. So um, I want to share everybody. You know that that stuff that she sent uh, on one of these shows. So um, you know we'll, we'll probably have to pick a spooky Saturday night. Go ahead.
10: Would you like me to? log out and log back in one more time and see if it just gets less and less each time.
6: <laughs> I guess, brother. Yeah, you can do that stuff because I got a few things I want to talk to them about. So why don't you do that real okay. quick and then uh, do it again. And, and Mark, you can just, just hang in there, brother. And um, I don't know what we're getting this uh, goofy goofy feedback on, on his side. Uh, like I said, everything over here is looking normal, looking right. I didn't change anything. Um there is something that uh, you know was going around earlier on our text thread, and you guys probably heard about it. It's that uh, that that missing F thirty five, and it, it. So I'm talking about that missing F thirty five outcast that was uh, going on, on our Patriot text thread earlier. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Well, it, it's crazy because they just can't find it, but somebody looked on eBay and they f- uh, found it for sale for eighty five million dollars or whatever. But um, I see that Ivan is talking about a tweet from uh, Nick Sorter. Uh, it says the missing jet has reportedly been found crash in Williamsburg County in South Carolina. Um, the, the cause of death or the, the cause of the crash is unknown, but the Marines have ordered the grounding of all planes across the world for the next few days. That could be interesting. Uh, imagine that. All planes. Wait a second. All military Marines planes will not be able to fly. Hmm. Is there wreckage? Did we see wreckage? Did anybody see any records yet To you know over in williams uh what is that williamsburg uh it'll it be 10 days how many days are going to be but it's crazy so i don't know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now it's 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 wild you know and um today is is you know okay how big was that show we had last time with mark mark carpenter it was awesome right
10: well what, what was what was unique about it was well first of all it blew people's minds like uh my buddy dwight in indiana um he's I, I he's pretty much up to date on the nephilim stuff and uh and he, and he he totally gets it yeah I sent him that episode and it blew his mind and he shared it with everybody good um so so we noticed that it went from like I mean, it climbed the ranks. Is it like number two right now? Is it? Did it beat Alberino out or something? Or is it really uh, I mean, close it's, to, No,
6: not um, yet. But it's 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 climbing on the heels of the Alberino show, and then Laura Singer's up on, on top. But you know, well, keep going what you what you were talking about there.
10: No, no. I mean, it's just it's 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 notable because it 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 moved up the ranks so fast. I mean, Alberino, for example, it took it was there for a very long time. to well, get that's, to that higher ranking. That show, then, yeah, in that a was very like short the- amount of time. Mark was nipping his heels. <laughs> yeah.
6: So we're on show tonight's is one, uh, show one twelve. Um, Elbarino's show was uh, episode twenty. I mean, th- we were we weren't even on screen then, and uh, yeah. so so the last one we did with uh, Mark Carpenter was one hundred and three. I mean, and that's nipping on the heels. So, um, you know, people are really understanding and, and digging and, and uh, you know, like I said, the first one was with Laura Singer. And, you know, she's coming back on in December, uh, which which is going to be good too. So we're gonna have all these back to back shows coming up and. She says the echo is still there a little bit. I mean, if if it's okay with you guys, I mean, can you deal with it or is it just too much? It says um uh Victoria Lee and uh Nana777 are on Pilled Fox, so still echoing very badly. Um I don't I don't mind if you keep your camera up. Remember you had to switch and then call in on, on your phone yeah. or something? You had to unhook your and go to your uh go to your earbuds. Uh, if if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. Just mute out and Maybe just keep your, your, your camera there, and we'll just take audio from, <clears throat> from the other place. We're trying to fix it, you guys. It's, again, these ghosts in this machine. I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. Um, we had a nice, good, good update with this, uh, the, the, the program that we're using here just uh, a few days ago, and everything was still clear. But anyway, you guys, I want another thing coming up in, uh, in October. October 4th, um, there's a, a, another alert system. All right. Um, And I wrote down here in my notes, emergency alert system broadcast on on October 4th. And I believe that's going to be calling uh, or talking about some 5G weaponry. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, Let me see. This is outcast in the green room again. Uh, Let's put him up for number one and see if that does anything. Oh, yeah, that's loud. What you got there, brother?
10: Now this is, oh, it's worse.
6: Yeah, no, no. You're gonna have to call me <clears throat> my phone. <clears throat> Sorry, you guys. He's gonna have to call my phone there. Um, let me put him back up there on the screen, and if he's gonna get a hold of my my phone and see if that works. So hopefully we can troubleshoot something, and hopefully Mark, brother, if we get a if we get a um an echo from Mark's, we're gonna have to do the same thing. We can you know call you by phone and and use your camera, um if if we have to do that. So. Um, I believe that will work and let's get, uh, outcast back up on here, brother. And, um, I think you should be all right now. If you want to go ahead and try that without an echo check. Yeah. You, you sound like you're in a, in a, in a can of tuna fish, but you're all right. All right. Yeah. That's better. Yep. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to go to, uh, go to those headphones or unless you can hear me on those headphones, it's up to you. I can. All right.
3: No, I'm going to switch. I'll switch.
6: All right. All right. We're going to mute him out and uh, he'll get set up. So don't know what that is. We're going to have to do another. Um, now, this is a Mac that we're doing and it's not an update. No, it's just, it was an update on the program. So um, I'm not sure what that was all about, but uh, I believe he's back there and we're listening to us. And um, I was just telling the people about the emergency alert system on October 4th and how crazy that could be. Cause there, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the dangers of that outcast and uh, one in particular is Dr. Sean Brooks uh, from American Education FM Podcast, and he wrote a whole substack about what's going on here on October uh, uh, 4th with that emergency alert broadcast. So um, rumor is out there that's going to be hitting a lot of people, um, especially the people that are jabbed up, and it's going to be doing, thing, doing things to them and uh, the nanotech that's in their blood, um, possibly uh, even worse. Well, I don't know how you can get any worse than that, but... Um, all our electronics uh, might take some sort of a hit or, or, or whatever's going on. But uh, Victoria Lee, how you doing? Um, let me see. She's got, uh, yeah, so we switched that, Victoria. So I think we should be all right. And uh, hopefully we're, we're good with Mark. So that's the people over on Pilled. We have a nice, healthy uh, live audience. And, you know, let me see here. I've got, I'm checking my notes again. Outcast, um, boy, it's 730. We, we got to get Mark going on here. Um, we had a little bit of a late start, but... Um, before we get going, since Mark is already here, why don't you go ahead and give us a prayer for this show, uh, tonight episode one twelve. this is from, uh, from Moloch to Maui you guys.
3: Uh, dear heavenly father, um, we come to you yet again, um, with a heart of gratitude, Lord, we, we are thankful for uh, your mercies that are made new every day. We thank you for your patience with us. Uh, we thank you for even considering us in the vastness of the universe uh, you regard us because you made us in your likeness and we are part of the family. We thank you, Lord, for um, meeting us in our need. We thank you for conquering our fear. We thank you for helping us to conquer our sins and help us to ever gradually sanctify ourselves. We thank you for your courage and your, um, uh, and your grace. We thank you for uh, wisdom and discernment like we've never had before and revelations like we've never had before. Lord, please keep them coming. We, we find them invigorating, so please show us more. Uh, lord we we recognize that the more we learn the less we realize we know but we we love having little glimmers behind the curtain so please continue to give us those revelations we thank you for spiritual mentors and pastors in our lives who have guided us down the path of uh, better understanding your nature and better understanding your ways we thank you for our uh, uh, friends out there who support uh, support us for being free thinkers and share open-minded ideas with us and uh, don't mock or scoff new ideas at new ideas we thank you for um, our families, Lord, and we thank you for your provision. We thank you for a multitude of things, Lord, you, our unique and special talents that each and every single one of us has, and we thank you for an opportunity to use those talents in a way that suits your kingdom, uh, your kingdom, Lord. But Lord, uh, we're asking for your involvement on the show. Tonight already, we've had technical difficulties. Uh, it's a little embarrassing for us, but that's a pride issue, so uh, please ignore that statement. But uh, uh, Lord, uh, we think that the evil one might be out to uh, trip us up and, 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 frustrate us. So we ask that you, um, you put a hedge of protection around us like never before. And you remind us to put on the full armor of God and the feet of readiness so that we can uh, handle anything that comes out, comes our way. Lord, we are so grateful to have Mark A. Carpenter on again with us. Um, we, we love his perspective on, uh, biblical prophecy and revelations, um, uh, and his archeological, um, uh, knowledge uh lord he is a gem in your kingdom and we thank you for his uh, desire to want to take to the airwaves and share his knowledge with other people to help them wake up and understand the peril that humanity is in, is in if we do not recognize who they are the evil ones and who we are as children of god and mark is here to help us do that so lord um please bless this episode bless uh, all three of us uh and all of our listeners Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to perceive your truth and your, um, uh, your, your, just your vastness and, and the complexity of your ways. Um, be with us in this episode. Meet everyone out there listening in their need, Lord. Uh, comfort those who are depressed and anxious or grieving. Um, heal those who are carrying around generational curses and burdens and strongholds of iniquity in their lives. Give us hearts of forgiveness as you've forgiven us. Uh, give us a heart to love our fellow man as you've taught, as, as you've shown your love to us. Um, for those people out here, out there who are caregivers, uh, give them strength and encouragement and may they see you active and may you turn their pain into purpose as they uh, as they sacrifice their own life to care for a loved one. Um, there's so many things we can pray for. Lord, we thank you for all the prayers answered. For Biffer Mac, uh, my brother, uh, we had an army of people praying and you heard our prayer our prayers and our petitions, and you saw our hearts and you answered accordingly, and we cannot thank you enough. Lord, you are gracious. And for anyone out there listening who has a loved one in need, um, may they hear uh, this program and understand that you are there if you pray. Sometimes the answer is no, but you're always in the situation, helping people along to the next step. So close the appropriate doors, open the proper doors, and may we flourish in your kingdom. We pray all these things in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.
6: Amen, brother. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, uh, I I can tell that uh, some people are, we're enjoying a lot of brand new people and listen to your, uh, your prayer there outcasts and uh, they're digging it. Um, We have a lot of brand new people um, that haven't been on the, you know, watched us before or or participated in any of these uh, chats. So um, thank you. Uh, Victoria Lee's talking about welcome Mark to the show. And we're going to do that here in just a second. And uh, so far, everybody's digging the sound. It's back to normal. Um, maybe we'll have to go again sometime in the next couple of days and, and double check everything out, Cass, so, uh, to see what's going on there. Because last week we didn't have an issue. It's always something. Like you said, thanks for covering that up in that prayer. So um, I, I believe that uh, your shirt, what's your shirt say? Something about Blade Runner, to what, 2000? What does that say?
3: It's a, I believe it's a, a Korean movie poster for Blade Runner.
6: All right, so that's the so second yeah, that's the second Blade Runner. The first one I saw with uh with uh, Schwarzenegger.
3: Oh no, uh no that's that's Terminator. Terminator.
6: No, Blade Runner, he was in that in the original mm-hmm. back in the eighties.
3: No, Harrison Ford.
6: Okay. All right, well that's and the he, one.
3: And he, he, uh, the movie bombed out of the theaters really bad because people took their kids to see a, an extension of star Wars yep. and Harrison Ford got his butt kicked all over the screen and <laughs> kids were, people are dragging their kids out of the theater to get them out of the movie.
8: Yeah. Well,
6: I um, remember it as a kid. I remember being there. I just thought it was, you know, the one I'm thinking of is running man. That was, that was Arnold. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. No, this is a uh, blade runner. And and what, I wore this because I thought it was kind, slightly uh, appropriate because I know Mark is aware of, um, AI and what's coming in the future and. Blade Runner is all about artificial intelligence, yeah. and um, and it's threat to humanity. So all right. just, just thought it'd be for the fun of it, I'd wear it.
6: Perfect. Well, listen here, uh, we're, we're past time. I want to take this break, and, and when we come back on the other side, you guys, uh, we're going to introduce you to uh, Mark Carpenter. This is the from Maui, or from Molech to Maui, and... Um, we're gonna get into a lot of deep stuff, and uh, you know everything that Mark's been up to lately, and everything that he's he he's coming with the heat, you guys. So, um, on the other side of this break, um, we'll get into it. So, listen, you guys, if you're watching out there live, you have a like button. Please help us out and hit the like button. If you do not have one, put the share. Hit the. You know, I'll be checking the gold pills. Um, uh, purse Nick says, uh, "Amen." First time here over on Pilled Foxhole, so uh, Amen to you, brother. That uh, they're liking your your prayer. And um it says never go up to against outcast when it comes to movie references. Yes, that's awesome. So um all right, let's go to break. On the other side, you guys we are gonna have Mark Carpenter. We'll be right back. If I hit the right button, here we go. The
2: found by a
5: southwest Arkansas man be part of a government test? Well, that's the question at the heart of a phenomenon called chemtrails, now getting widespread attention. Well, tonight, KSLA News 12 yep. investigation reporter Jeff Farrell shows us the results of testing we had done about what's in our skies. Uh, it seemed like some mornings it was just crisscrossing the whole sky. They were just, it was just like a giant checkerboard. Bill Nichols snapped several photos of the strange clouds from his home in Stamps, Arkansas. They begin as normal contrails from a jet engine, but do not fade away like a normal contrail. Soon after, he saw particles in the air. You know, because we'd see it dropped to the ground in a haze. Nichols then noticed the material collecting on the ground. This is uh, water and stuff that I collected
7: in bowls. I had it set out in my backyard on my dad's pickup truck.
5: KSLA News 12 had the sample tested at a lab. The results... A high level of barium, 6.8 parts per million, more than three times the toxic level set by the EPA. Armed with these lab results about the high levels of barium found in our sample, we decided to contact the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality. They told us that, yes, these levels are very unusual. But at the same time, they added the caveat that proving the source is a whole other matter barium is a hallmark of other chemtrail testing which even attracted attention from a los angeles tv station
0: do you want to be a sponsor of the dangerous info podcast it's quick and easy to do fellow patriots simply go to subscribestar.com buzzsprout.com or any other support choices listed in the description of this episode and join us today we aren't beholden to mainstream media narratives because we aren't mainstream media If that's important to you, then we need your support to continue to grow and spread the message of free speech and the truth. We are just one small show out here competing with these globalist-funded, script-reading shit shows. We aren't down with dystopian nonsense. We're down with freedom-loving, liberty-seeking, patriots like yourselves. We are the Danger Simple Podcast. Please join us today. Stay Dangerous my Patriot friends, Stay Dangerous.
6: All right, you guys, welcome back to the show, you guys, and this is the Dangerous Info Podcast, and we are back, and I'm hoping right now that we have a, de- a decent sound coming up from Mark, and it looks like we have, um, hold on, let me get something going here. Um, we are excited to have the returning guest, Mark Carpenter, back to the show, and Mark is, uh, hold on, I'm getting a little bit of something here, you guys, I'm getting some crazy stuff, so Mark, we'll, we'll check your, your phone here in just a second, but... Um, uh, let me see. Mark is an emerging author, filmmaker, and rogue uh, cultural anthropologist based in Mal- Baltimore, Maryland. He studied archaeology until discovering that they were not practicing objective science. Before abandoning the program, he took advantage of his uh, archae- of the archaeological program's internship internship ev- involving excavation digs of Mayan temples on the Yucatan Peninsula. After becoming disillusioned with the program. He traveled to Hawaii exploring the many islands and participating in other similar archaeologic archeologic internships with identical results. Mark's quest now is to write in multiple mediums like fiction, nonfiction, screenwriting, in order to deliver ideas and question the conventional human history origin narrative to the widest possible audiences. So, brother Mark, I hope you can hear me and I hope uh, your mic is working just fine. And uh, I-, I think you've seen our struggle with our uh, with our audio tonight. How you doing, brother?
4: I'm doing well. How
6: are you? Good. Good to see you again. It's been a while. It's been, uh, oh, it was earlier this summer, I believe. But uh, man, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And uh, it, we're going to check to see if we have anybody is, is talking about some, oh, we're getting an echo from you. So I'll tell you what, Mark, I'm going to have to put you on, on for some reason, uh, I'm going to call you. All right on your phone and, um, let, let's get your phone going. All right. So I'm going to, we, we have some crazy echo outcast. Do you hear that too? No. no. All right. Mark, sorry about this. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to have to call you and add you to this phone call. Is that all right with you?
4: Yeah, sure.
6: All right. Yep. I, I don't know why we're getting this echo, but, uh, but it, it, it's, it's, it's not still
4: it, hearing the music. I don't know. All right. Okay, well, the music just stopped. Yeah. Uh,
6: do we still have a an, uh, an echo from Mark, you guys? I'm just waiting to hear back from somebody. So um uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, still have an echo. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you right now, brother. And if you can't be on the screen, that's all right. We're gonna get your your um your, your voice going. So outcast, while I'm that's ho- fine. All right. Well that's fine. Okay. So-
7: should I log out so yeah log I'm gonna go
6: back stuff. to a screen where just 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 me and outcast and I'll give you a call right now <clears throat> all right outcast right. I don't know what uh what's up with this but we're having some major
8: uh,
6: it's frustrating you guys especially you live people watching right now <sighs> tell them outcast tell them what's going
3: on <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't know man it's now I'm getting an echo of myself. I'm on a delay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh my mad thing for myself.
8: Yeah,
6: that's what I'm saying here. Let me let me give him a call right now and see what we have. And uh you I'm gonna go on hold with with you guys and, and when he comes back on, hopefully it's good. Wow, this is wild, you guys. <laughs> Saw you live streamers, but um yeah, this this is just this is this is crazy. And and I think I think Mark is joining us now with outcast and if you guys both have an echo i
10: i, I think it's going now
6: yeah uh, mark are you there brother sounds good to me okay you can you hear mark outcast
10: i can hear him great
6: excellent because i can't hear him
10: <laughs> oh okay he he sounds clear as a bell to me jesse
6: well he's not coming through on this end
10: Oh, and then uh, Ham Hawk and Ivan Eller's, Ivan Ellen, uh, Ham Hawk are saying they can't hear him either.
6: Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Here we go. All right. Try that, Mark. How you doing there, brother? Good, good. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear <laughs> you. Yep. We're good. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, something's going on. It's not me. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, we've been through this stuff before, and yeah, this this is the struggles. Mark, you you watched it live here in person with everybody else, and, and I'm pretty much you know I thought that we were over done with this crap, but obviously something's yeah, going don't
4: on. Don't worry about it. I think we're good now.
6: Yeah. yeah. Um. So you're on your phone, obviously, and the, the the picture, the the camera view that we had with you earlier, um, was that from your phone or from a laptop?
4: That was from my phone.
6: Okay, I was gonna say because if we had a, a, a you know a way to get a hold of you or see you through a laptop, we could add you back in so we see you. But this is gonna more this is gonna work. This will be all right. I
4: mean, whatever. Shoot me an email while we're talking. I'll jump in.
6: All right, I'll do that. And um.
4: Well, yeah, we should get talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready. I, whatever you. Guys I, want I know you do. are, yeah.
6: and you know, go ahead, Outcast. Tell him tell him what's going on. I'm gonna send them an email here.
3: Well, Mark, I don't know if you. You saw the uh, the graphic that we created for the for the show. I did. Uh, do you want to take that concept and run with it? Sure, get started.
6: Sure. So that was your concept. On the, on, on Sorry. there
4: you you've got an image of 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 Moloch, um, an ancient an ancient Canaanite, what they call a tophet. Tophet is essentially an ancient furnace structure. But not a not a furnace for practical application like we would use one. A, a furnace for ritualistic purposes, and this is these are referenced variously throughout the earlier books in the Old Testament regarding uh, the Canaanites and the Israelites passing their children uh, through the fire. So in that image, you have a devotee making a human sacrifice offering um, into this structure. And then the child would then go into the furnace and that would be a, a burnt offering, which is actually what the word holocaust means, a burnt offering. Hmm. Uh, then on the other side of the graphic is um, a tiki image. A tiki, tiki images are, are these are ancient iconographic Idol type images related to the Poly- Polynesian uh, pantheon of deities, and and that there there is a relationship between the biblical watchers, their offspring, their hybridized offspring, the Nephilim, and the ancient Polynesian Hawaiian traditions of giants and demigods like Maui the island itself is named after a demigod being named Maui. And, and these things are all related. The, the most recent incident, of course, referring to the fires of August 8th and all the subsequent aftermath. And then that, that is related to, of course, the the larger picture of what's going on in the world today. Uh, biblical biblical prophecy fulfillment and and I myself have a link to the island. I've got a few nicknames, but one of them is Maui Mark because I I lived there for almost a year. I have degree, I have a double degree in anthropology and religion and I I went to Maui uh, studying archaeology and anthropology, I fell in love with uh, the the island itself, and that's really what that's really what this is about: past, present, and future of of Maui, and how it relates to this incident and uh, the biblical narrative and the modern narrative, all mixed into one.
10: So, so, Mark are, are you kind of saying that um,
3: the the Nephilim?
10: Descendants that you work on in
3: Mexico, which was king, king Pekal, and the Kong, red queen. In Maui, they have a similar type of situation where the kings and queens of of the ancient Hawaiians were also Nephilim uh, descendants as well.
4: Yes, absolutely. The Nephilim were worldwide. Nephilim descendants, just as just as Homo sapiens, just as we expanded, we radiated from the old world out. As, as descendants of European settlers, you know, our, our bloodlines have only been on this continent for however many uh, centuries, not very long. And similarly, the, the Nephilim descendants were, were chased out of the Old World as Homo sapien populations exploded. Then there were even older strains. Um, antediluvian strains of which are very rare but this is also related to the underworld Um, so in in, in Polynesian so of course we've got the biblical Sheol and the biblical Sheol is the equivalent of the Greco-Roman Hades the underworld now in, in Polynesian tradition you've got Loa o Milu Loa is the the underworld, and where there were entrances to Loa these were sacred places, and there was only maybe a handful of them in the entire Hawaiian archipelago. And one of these places is Lahaina, and Lahaina was also the capital of all of Hawaii. Under the rulership of King Kamehameha, who himself was very large and was a very diluted and distant Nephilim descendant, of course, of course, they don't use the word Nephilim. They say Uaama Akua, Amaua Akua is an ancestral god. An ancestor god. So, but they're not gods. We, we, of course, from our perspective, they're false gods the Nephilim. But Nephilim were worshipped as, as demigods. And so that's what Owaama Pua are, their ancestral, deified ancestors. And, um, and they were very large, they were gigantic. Giant bones were found in Hawaii. Um, when they were making hotels on Oahu, they found giant bones. There are giant bones on Maui as well. <clears throat> so this is all very closely interrelated: the 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 underworld and the sacred places, and the Nephilim, and and even today in uh, modern current events like the incident that occurred on Maui.
3: So, do you believe that the the current incident that happened in Maui is um, essentially was? I mean, I got a little tidbit from a conversation Jesse had with you. I'm gathering that was you believe it was some sort of sacrifice that is linked to to this whole story.
4: Yes, yes. These
9: these people,
4: by these people, I mean the the ruling elite. They are occultists, and they don't just manipulate geopolitical events for money and, and power and, and greed. That's a given, but they are part of a cult. And, and, and if anybody has listened to our previous episode without backing, tracking, uh, backtracking too far, um, just really quickly th- there exists, a cult of, of Satanists and and demon worshipers, uh, who are the ruling elite. And those two things are intertwined. They're not billionaires who became Satanists. They're Satanists, uh, who have a, uh, ancestral legacy of, of demonic worship and crime and mayhem and murder. And, uh, so they carry on that torch and they carry on this legacy of witchcraft and demonic worship and tyranny is the best word for it.
6: Hey, Mark, check, check your email, but, uh, keep, keep going. Oh, right. Yep.
4: Yep. So anyway, um, when these people initiate their diabolical schemes, they do so. Um, not just as I was saying for, for money and power, land acquisition and what have you, but also, um, to, uh, execute occult rituals like human
3: sacrifice. Okay. So, so, so the, so the Maui fires and the kids staying home from school and, and being killed in the process was, was another Sacrifice like, like they did. With, like the, well, the Phoenicians did for Moloch, right? Is that
4: okay? So let's okay. Well, so let's okay. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Um, okay, there's so much to unpack here. It's it, it's almost difficult. Let
3: us let, um,
4: Sorry, I'm just logging in here to yeah. That's fine. That's email. fine. Um, hey,
3: hey, Mark, and I'm sorry if I if I am pushing no, you too fast. No, no, you're in your fine. presentation. Cause I love the way you communicate and I, and I want to let you unravel it. So forgive me if I, if I overstep No, my... no, no, you're
9: fine. Okay. No,
3: <laughs> we, we no,
6: t- yeah. I don't,
3: I don't mind the,
6: we tend I'm to do that sometimes. Prompt. Yep. That's all right.
3: I don't mind
4: the prompts at all. Um Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry guys. I'm having a weird computer. Uh, I don't know. What, we all know are. What it's it's good. We, we are now. too. It's a crazy night.
6: Too. It's a crazy <sighs> wild night. Yeah.
4: And Anyway. Um, yeah, I might not be able to get that email right now, but uh, so, Um,
3: what, what was the question you asked me? I was kind of like, I was kind of prompting you to, to, to take us on a journey to what happened currently and tie it back to all right. So let's, okay. So
4: let's start, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. A few years ago. So, so I just gave you a quick rundown of, of how the, the Hawaiian uh, tradition, the ancient Polynesian tradition, um, overlaps with. With with the biblical tradition, in in terms of uh, giant warlord chief ancestors, uh, Nephilim descendants practicing human sacrifice, uh, volcanic passages into the underworld. Yeah, let me touch on that really quickly. Yeah, islands, islands, and Nephilim and the underworld. There's a very strong linkage there. When we talk about the underworld it's important to remove it from this connotation of, of, of mythology. So so the term hollow earth was coined by Edmund Haley. Haley was a really brilliant scientist who discovered Haley's comet. He, he made s- several other impressive scientific achievements. And the point is, uh, Haley was very adamant about the earth not being solid about it being well relatively solid but with there being a subterranean ecosystem and this was championed later by charles Hapgood. and uh charles Hapgood's theory of crustal displacement was actually um it it was actually endorsed by albert einstein you know think and say what you want about einstein but he's still pretty pretty brilliant um uh, a mathematician and, and thinker. So the point is, there's real, real... Oh, and one more is uh, Jules Verne. And Jules Verne is important because he discussed the relationship between volcanic tubes and this um, hypothetical subterranean ecosystem. Volcanic tubes and, and islands, and volcanic islands, were were refuges of Nephilim. Nephilim would establish their cult centers on these islands to isolate themselves from the rest, uh, from from Homo sapiens. And their islands became these sanctuaries where people would go to make offerings to underworld uh, deities and human sacrifices and whatnot. So just off the top of my head, you know, you've got the island of Malta where all these megalithic structures were said to have been built by a giant, the giant head. You know, on the island of uh, so that's a volcanic island. And then you've got the volcanic islands over there in Sardinia covered in megalithic structures, which the Greeks called Cyclopean masonry. You've got the same thing here on Hawaii. You've got passages to the underworld and you've got these giant Nephilim descendants practicing demonic worship. Communing, if you will, with their their ancestral demons in the underworld. Making offerings to them. So that gives you really the good backdrop for what the modern day elite people why they're so interested in these islands and why um, well and how and how they and how this this ancient tradition has mutated into a modern uh, a modern geopolitical agenda.
3: Hmm. Was there any significance to the date that they chose to for the Maui fires?
4: Absolutely. Eight, eight. Eight, eight, uh, well, so first of all, there's all manner of occultic uh, mathematical uh, significance, uh, numeral, numerological significance to that. We don't even go into that. But eight is a very significant number, especially in terms of life, death, birth, and rebirth. Um, but, uh, well, and it, it's not a coincidence that the number eight uh, resembles the infinity uh, symbol.
3: Yep. I was just going to say that. That's funny. Mm-hmm.
4: But but it's but but no. On a much clearer and factual matter, eight eight was when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. I didn't know that. Yeah, and <laughs> of course, um, so that was experimental technology being unleashed uh, on an archipelago. And it was also related in to some degree with like false flag geopolitical conquest uh, because Pearl harbor was Pearl Harbor wasn't false flag, but they they were complicit they knew it was coming and rather than rather than warn everyone and be prepared and meet them meet them halfway, they let it happen so that they could then initiate. Uh, American participation in World War II
6: yep, a Galen dialectic again
4: yeah and that's always been there they never want to be the ones to, uh, they, they want their hand to be forced, and anyway to appear to have been forced anyway, 8-8 is their way of saying uh, we're, we're unleashing you know, we're unleashing new we're unleashing new technology on the world is, is that's that's their cheeky way of uh, of of saying that, but so okay, so now we're so that's we've done Maui past now so what's past this prologue there's no time like the present so let's let's look at what is happening yeah uh, a few years ago is really when this modern incident with the fires began a few years ago.
9: So corporate
4: crooks have wanted Lahaina, they salivate over Lahaina because Maui, this is why I chose it to go study and live there, because it's very undeveloped. The laws on Maui were designed to keep it from becoming Disneyland, Miami, Oahu. They don't want that. They wanted it to remain relatively pristine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they stacked some resorts over here to make money, but relatively pristine. And Lahaina, being the historic capital, was untouchable. And those stubborn Hawaiian people would not sell. They wouldn't sell, and you couldn't touch historic Lahaina because it was historic. Actually, just off the coast of Lahaina is a rock called Black Rock. Hmm. And it's actually related to the legend of Maui and Nephilim. Yeah. Allegedly, this giant black stone was a Nephilim transformed stone by Maui.
6: I've seen that. I've seen the uh, pictures of that. Thing. Yeah, I've done yeah. a
4: backflip off of it.
6: Oh wow! And hmm. it, what else? What else recently that we, that we've seen is Black Rock.
4: Yes, well, they're right. Exactly. There's a relationship between Black Rock. Well, and there's an there's a direct relationship to this whole incident, which is Larry Fink. Yep. And Larry Fink owns the entire island of Lanai. Seriously. Seriously, well, yeah. He just bought the entire island of the Hawaiians. Hate it. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Hawaiians are 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 ready to murder Larry Fink.
6: Yeah, and uh, I
4: mean, I'm just speaking in jest.
6: Oh no! I yeah, their their sentiments are probably just like that. But another yeah, yeah
4: they despise they yeah. despise Larry Pink and and not just Larry Pink. They they despise a lot of these. The wealthy elite are have dug in like ticks into the Hawaiian archipelago. Yeah, and it's not just Hawaii. This is another relationship: uh, Gislayne Maxwell and. Oh, I forget the name of that Karamar. project or that company that they. Caramar. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, right. So you see, this is about billionaires and their clubs and their secret island that they... and their yachts and how they sort of have their own little world, um, on, on these islands and and in the ocean. They're they're sort of detached from from mainland society and, and, uh, and, and they're very much aware of everything I just told you about the Nephilim and about the underworld and these demonic passages. You can track this to Epstein Island, look carefully at the geology of the island and where the so-called temple, uh, was located. It's, if, if you think, think for a moment about a a volcanic cone, think of it kind of like a, like a pimple. So there's like a skin pore, right? Which is the conduit that runs from surface to whatever tissue in this, in this metaphorical sense, the underworld. And then that conduit is then, you know, is a tube through which, you know, whatever, uh, liquid or, or, or gas or energy. Uh, travels, and you see on, on on Epstein Island, where the temple was located was right at the tippy top, like where the blackhead head of, of the pimple would be, and uh, uh, crafty internet people have found that there was like this service door uh, suspiciously way down at the, at the bottom.
6: Yeah, at the base, at the base of that big exactly. mountain. Exactly, yeah.
4: and so it's it's only reasonable then to assume that there is a uh, a, a subterranean uh, chamber inside that that door doesn't lead nowhere. Yep. There's a room there.
6: Yeah. Tunnels. Uh,
4: so there's a room in that subterranean passage directly under that uh, island. So I know that they're up to they're up to demonic worship in these subterranean passages. That's really what it comes down to.
8: Yeah.
6: Um, all right, you're, you're probably going to get there, but, uh, yeah, you're going to get there about the kids and all that stuff. Um, I'm on my way, you know, um, before you do though, before we move off of this black rock thing, you know, black rock has been, um, big in, you know, I'm not talking about the hedge fund, black rock, you know, state street and Vanguard, right. They've been really big and upfront about what's been going on in the last few years here, uh, in our society, in our culture. Um, they're, 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 they're big in what's coming in 2030. You know, they're, they're part of that whole world economic forum, the UN agenda 2030 and sustainable development, all that crap, right? It's not for us. We're the carbon they want to get rid of. So these are all the same people. they are all, they're all the same people. Now, remember going back to black rock, uh, during that, uh, Lahaina thing, we just had who two big celebrities, black Oprah Dwayne the Rock Johnson together, Black Rock.
4: Oh, don't worry, don't okay. worry. So I'm I, you know, I, I'm sure you're gonna. Yeah, I'm sure you're. I got good. them. I got them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They're um, they're about to get destroyed.
6: Okay. Yes. All right. So proceed. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, right so, sorry for bothering. you. No, no,
4: you're getting no, in the middle, but no, no, yeah, you're,
8: you're, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, we have a. Oh, uh,
4: and just so for the record about Black Rock. Yeah. I don't think people realize, um, Black Rock, Black Rock controls an asset over nine trillion dollars with a T. Nine trillion. Yeah. There's estimated to be forty trillion dollars total in the like swirling around in the world economy. That's twenty five percent of the entire world economy. So that's that's what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a thousand different companies that you think have nothing to do with each other are all BlackRock. Yep, banks, oil, energy, communications, media,
6: food, BlackRock. sports. Yeah, everything. All of it. Yep.
4: Okay. So, all right. So, um, a few years ago, so they've been saliv. Right. So they've been salivating over this untouchable historical lahiina. They could never get it. A few years ago, they, but the, but the billionaires and the elite and their power in, in Hawaii has just exponentially grown. They, they own Hawaii. I mean, you got Gates, you got Zuckerberg, you got think, you got Oprah, a whole mess of other celebrities, Obama. Um, so these people rule Hawaii period. Yeah. And a few years ago, they penned a deal. These WEF types and the Maui officials, the Maui the Maui people have totally succumbed to them and submitted to them. They've been bought off and pressured. And they penned a deal to transform the entire infrastructure of Maui uh, to make it a, a smart city grid. The entire island. The mm-hmm. entire island was is going to be powered by wind and solar energy exclusively. Yeah. Now that fundamentally I don't have a problem with, but that, that uh, because Maui is super sunny and super windy, and it kind of makes sense to harness all that energy, but that's not what it's about.
6: No, it's about control.
4: They want to yep. transform the whole of society. it's not just about the infrastructure, they want to make it into a smart city, and they've been saying that for years. People are just not paying attention. yep. Um, this is not even remotely my theory or insight. Uh, anybody with Internet access to find this out in minutes, they, they, they tend to deal. Oh, by the way, gosh, I forgot Bezos. Bezos is like Mr. Smart City. And uh, they had a smart city conference in Maui uh, back in January. And there's another one taking place like any day now. It may have already taken place in September. So billionaires gathered on Maui and, and made up their minds that they were going to transform it into the first smart. It's like the beta. It's like the beta test smart city. It's perfect because it's insulated. It's an Island and it's got these beautiful natural resources.
8: Yeah.
6: Highly, highly so they controlled want to lock
4: down the, the citizens of the Island and thereby preserve the, uh, the resources of the Island. Yeah. And they themselves, of course, will continue to live like pharaohs. Yeah. So that's really where this began with the with the deal to uh, the plan to initiate their smart city uh, agendas and and uh, begin with with Maui uh, because you know they've got they've got it that's their home. Uh, territory, like I said, with Fink and Bezos and Gates and and Oprah and Obama and of course uh, uh, the the U.S. military presence, is uh, in Oahu as well. So that's really where the modern day uh, plot
3: was hatched. You know, I, I can't help but think uh, you're making or you're you're making me helping me draw a correlation. Um, Epstein's Island. Then in nearby, I think I think her name was uh, the supermodel Amon had an island nearby. Uh, oh, yeah. The Bidens have an island nearby. They all want to own their own. And then you said there's this other guy in Hawaii bought an old, a whole island. Who was who is that?
9: Oh,
4: Larry Fink. Oh, and then, Fink. Uh, Branson. Branson has uh, an island right there in the, in the Caribbean yep. too. They Tom, also had a weird thing. uh They all had, um, uh, um, they all had um, submarine licenses.
6: Mm-hmm. yeah and, and and ham radio licenses too like well
3: and galane maxwell one of her side puzzles was that she owned a submarine company that that they parked their subs in because yeah. they all had submarine bases beneath the islands in the caribbean that were there since world war ii um and then so so it's starting to appear as, the, the, as a symbol of your power uh in this this dark circle is to own, own an island yourself and and I, and I i'm reminded of the fact that there's a documentary out about the um I don't know how old you are, Mark, but I'm 52. Jesse's 52. In the 70s, it was a really big deal. There was an Oakland County child uh, killer, and uh, kids were disappearing all over Oakland County, County around 1978 or 9, I believe. We were just, as Jesse and I were just little kids. But there's a documentary about it, and it it makes a correlation to up near Mackinac Island in Michigan. There is a smaller island in the Great Lakes that was uh, that similar. Epstein-like activities and sacrifices mm-hmm. of children were going on yet. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so 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 you're saying that islands have a special symbolism to them? Um, are islands a connection to the underworld, or what's what's the?
4: Yeah. What we, well, I was gonna say it's it's more than symbolic. It's so first of all, there's just a there's just a pragmatic aspect to it, which is that islands are are isolated and remote. I mean, you could turn a, you could turn a, an abducted victim loose on an island and they can't go anywhere mm. they can Just go from A to B. Good point. Okay. So there's, there's practical and, and for the Nephilim. So, uh, okay. So we go back to the Nephilim. We remember that they're being, they're being hunted. The hunters have now become the hunted because homo sapiens outnumber them so greatly. So they would take to these islands, uh, for this, for a similar purpose, because you can take a sort of defensive fortified position, uh, on an island. Mm. So, so, so there is that practical aspect of the island, but yes, uh, not any island will do for these types. You, you want the islands with the volcanic tubes or the, or the, or the fault lines, uh, for their, for their witchcraft purposes. So once you, once from their perspective, once they're dug in uh, to one of these islands, they can perpetuate their, their, their witchcraft and, and prolong their life and, and cultivate their, uh, their power. So uh, it, it's all related to that. And so, so coming back to the, to the modern times, the modern scheme, they penned this deal to transform the island of Maui into a smart city And then there's a really interesting piece of predictive programming propaganda that is released. All this huge tentacle of corporate machinery that is BlackRock uh, owns the soda Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew releases an ad. Well, they release a flavor. They release a flavor of Mountain Dew uh, called Maui Burst. On the... Imagery of Maui burst are these nephilim, hiki heads, and their mouths are all wide open. Yeah. And as we remember back from the the topic, now that particular topi is an anthropomorphic um, uh, being or demon with its arms outstretched. But some of them were just huge uh, demonic heads with the portal, the mouth being, uh, the furnace opening. And, and you can also think similarly to while well, their mouths aren't open, but, but, but gigantic stone heads of, uh, Easter Island.
8: Yeah.
6: It's
4: these are also Nephilim.
6: Similar to the Travis Scott concert too, with the mouth open and everybody going in. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Same symbolism. Right.
4: So these, right. So these ritualistic idol structures they weren't just statues. See, we don't, in our modern concept, we don't really understand idolatry. We think, or I, and I should say iconography. We think it's like a statue that represents something, and so they make offerings to it and in, in a symbolic thing. No, no, no. the the the, the stones acted as a physical, um, a physical conduit between. The, the, the demonic realm and and the the, the surface realm uh, so this this and so really quickly so for, what is predictive program so I hear a lot of people uh, talk about the elites and they say oh well they're alleviating their karma by telling us what they're gonna do or or um, uh, I forget what the what the other one is but what the way this works, it, or or no that they're that they're flaunting it to us, like yeah. like it's all a game, and they just like telling us about the crime that they're committing against us. No, no, this is an MK Ultra mind control technique. It's used, It's utilized by pedophiles and and cult uh, uh, leaders, whereby by drip feeding your victim their victim, by by drip-feeding them uh, what they're going to do to them, telling them about their victimization that's coming, when the victimization finally does occur, they are more desensitized and therefore less freaked out by it. Yeah. So people become more complacent if they are repeatedly told how they are going to be victimized. And that's precisely why you look around today and nobody knows what to think or what to do. And they couldn't really care less. There's wandering around, be- bewildered herd. And that's precisely the goal of their, of their propaganda uh, campaign. And that, that really signified um, uh, the, that their, that their plan was in motion and uh, they, they began their predictive uh, programming process.
6: Oh wow. man, yeah, trusty turnip over here on uh, Pilled Foxhole says, "Yeah, they're isolated and protected." <clears throat> you know, outcast, um, did you have something to bring up? Go ahead. I, I, I'm
4: getting to I'm getting to Oprah and the Rock, by the way. Oh, no, that's I'm fine. There. Don't <laughs> no, worry, they're in my cross. There, no rush.
3: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm my brain is exploding right now because I'm even though I'm aware of all these islands and all these separate stories, I wasn't seeing them as one story. And that always is very compelling to me. It reminds me of the fact that, um, you know, Laura Sanger wrote her book about the roots of the federal reserve and she goes back to Jekyll Island when she was on our show, uh, almost a year ago. Uh, I, we asked her, we said, so is Jekyll Island on a ley line? And she goes, I don't know. And then it took us, you know, 30 seconds to look it up on Google and sure enough, um, the, the Jekyll Island is yet another island that they've chosen as the headquarters and uh, for, the, for the Federal Reserve and it's right on a ley line. Yep. Um also, yeah, I've
4: heard a lot of people talking about Jekyll Island and none of them know the half of it. Well, I'm I've heard I've, I'm familiar with her work and um, I'm uh, we're on the same team fundamentally but um, yeah, we have yeah. Next time, next time. Well, actually, I'm going on William Ramsey Investigates, and we're talking about Jekyll Island. So if you really want, uh, I'm, not, you know, it's too much to go into here. But,
6: <clears> but yeah, no, I've talked but about yeah, it.
4: Jekyll Island is directly related to all of this.
6: Mark, yeah. I, 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 well, I, I was there. Uh, okay. When was it? Last year, outcast? I, I went to I went to Jekyll Island last year, and um, I the pictures and everything that I took and the buildings that I was in and all that stuff. So I, I can't wait to hear what you're talking about. Um, with your uh, your the next episode but um we're, we'll have to get into it here too and maybe i'll pull out my old pictures of jekyll island and you know we, we nice. could probably make yeah, a show sure. out of that because um i spent sure, a whole sure. I,
4: next time next time yeah it's really
3: important
6: i know i spent a whole so week it's, there it's, and it is really
3: important. yeah jekyll island is it's really important
6: all right um now
3: now another question i uh, just want to throw this positive <clears> this <throat> out there too um I'm, I'm i've always been fascinated by the easter island heads which they're not mm. heads their entire bodies that are buried up to mm. their necks but if, if, if those islands were yet another safe haven for the remnants of the Nephilim, uh, were those giant uh, statues carved and placed around the island as a warning that this is a stronghold and don't come here or something like that? Do you have any, have any opinions on the Easter Island heads?
9: All right. Well,
4: so when they, when they make these um, structures, it, it's like I was saying before, they're, they're ritualistic. Um, they're ritualistic structures. So those are, uh, remember, we in, in, in Polynesian tradition, uh, awa, ama, akua, meaning um, ancestral deities. So that's what they're doing right there. And in fact, um, I forget his name, the Dutch explorer who actually coined the word um, Easter Island, the name Easter Island, he witnessed um, 12 foot tall, according to his chronicles, Uh, his name is on the tip of my tongue, but he uh, witnessed according to his chronicles what he estimated to be around 12 foot tall, emaciated, uh, fair-skinned giants who were practicing rituals in front of the Moai heads. Um, if these are Nephilim descendants and yeah we could go there's a whole another uh, th- there's absolutely there's absolutely uh, a subterranean linkage there yep. because uh, uh, Rapa Nui which is the real name of the island uh, and actually there's another name for the island I can't pronounce it but what it means literally when you translate it is the navel of the world so once again, a navel is this conduit from the surface, especially if you think of the earth as a, a feminine organism, and then, then, then a navel or a you know, placenta type of thing would, would, would be a conduit from the internal realm of the feminine organ, organism, uh, the womb, if you will, to the uh, surface. And so, yes, yeah, they, they witnessed, Nephilim, and if you go into the history and the, and the traditions of, I, I can I can link nephilim and demons directly to, uh, uh, to 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 Rapa Nui, and so that is what they were. So those those aren't just stones; those aren't just statues. Those are geophysical conduits uh, by which they would commune with their demonic nephilim ancestors.
3: Yeah. So ancient idol, uh, ancient, uh, mm-hmm. ancestor worship.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Those are idols. Mm. Yeah. Those are functional, uh, idols. And, uh, so where,
3: where, where was oh, that? We, we, we were going to work our way to, towards rock and Oprah.
4: Yeah. But I, so, so they, they penned the deal. I just don't want to leave anything out. There's so much to unpack here. And then, so, okay. Well, uh, Mountain Dew.
6: Yes. Dew. Predictive
4: Dirt. programming. So Maui burst. Okay, and and uh, and the other one is called Baja Black, and that's interesting too. Yep. And uh, so do do uh, is probably linked. So right, remember we talked about eight experimental military technology being unleashed on, on the world. Yep. Uh, also on an Asian uh, archipelago. So. It has been speculated that DEW do, uh, it, well, it is an acronym, of course, for Directed Energy Weapon. Yep. People are suggesting that perhaps this was not a natural fire, but instead uh, a directed energy weapon uh, was utilized. So at this exact same time, directed energy weapons, first of all, are absolutely real. It's scientific fact, it's public knowledge. Yep. Anybody can look it up. Yeah, we. 2014, the USS Ponce was uh, test field testing laws laser weapon systems. So it's basically a badass laser that's on an air uh, battleship, and they successfully shot down a military grade drone with that laser.
6: Yeah. That's all right. And from right. from that
4: point, they were then upgraded, they were financed more, they were outfitted. They're they're operational right now on the USS Portland. Yeah. USS Portland is packing a heavy hot laser that will melt your house like butter. So anybody who thinks directed energy weapons aren't real or science fiction, they're just asleep and they need to wake up. Not to mention Nikola Tesla announced to the world that he had discovered it long time ago
6: yeah and and i've played a bunch of videos from you know the likes of lockheed martin and raytheon and uh boeing and all that stuff right here on this on this podcast i mean they they put out their industry uh promotional videos uh you know talking about um what their weaponry is and and what they've achieved Mm -hmm. you know because it's all based on contracts so they have to do all these contracts and they put out their promotional videos i'm a big proponent of that i've used to watch a ton of these uh, tech uh, tech video promotional uh, industry, you know, they're made for industry, not for, you know, the public per se, uh, because, you know, they make these videos, send them to whoever their customers are gonna be, usually the government. Um, but in those videos, they always talk about what their, you know, capabilities are and their, their specs and all that stuff, you know, stuff that's not important uh, in the eyes of the public. Until they're used against, you know, the good people of Maui or, you know, uh, Paradise, uh, California, things like that. Also, um, um, you know, they're, they're white papers, white papers are published about all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Mark. And it's so obvious to see. I just wish people would wake up the normies. I mean, everybody here watching, they already know all this stuff. Um, uh, going back to what you were talking about before was was the word rogue roggeveen Rogavine, well, um, that you couldn't think of earlier. Ah,
4: yes, the Dutch explorer. Thank you.
6: Yes, right. Rogavine. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's trusty turnip over there on pilled foxholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank thanks. you.
4: Appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He coined the term. Read his chronicles, and uh, he he he, he talks specifically about um, um about witnessing giants. And he says in his chronicles, he says, I know people aren't going to believe this. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm here to tell you this is real and this is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, directed energy weapons. We, we ought not just think of them as lasers that shoot something down. Uh, mainstream physicist, uh, Mikyu Kaku, Japanese American. You've probably seen him on TV as, as talking about the universe and the cosmos. Yep. He announced nine years ago on mainstream media that they had successfully fired Trillian Watley's guy and triggered a uh, rain and lightning.
6: Yep. I have the and video. That
4: was nine years ago.
6: I have the video. Yep.
4: Yeah. And, uh, not to mention in, in the seventies, a treaty was signed, um, uh, a, a conventional treaty that, you know, we won't use, we won't use environmental warfare against each other. So no altering the weather, no poisoning the water. You know, that was a crown.
6: What year was that?
4: It was in the seventies. I want to say that was like 77.
6: All right. So after they did all that stuff in uh, Vietnam, but they continued to do it over there in the Gulf. War. Well, I was going to say yeah.
4: not that the treaty doesn't mean that they, didn't
6: do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just words but on paper. The point, yeah. the point is, they wouldn't have even
4: entertained such a treaty. If it wasn't a real threat. Yeah. And of course, now we know it is because they're, they're shooting down drones, USS Ponce, uh, Mikyukaku. And, and, uh, the, the point is a lot of speculation about the origin of the fire. I don't know that they officially have determined it. I know the media in, in uh, the public, yeah. uh, has, uh, well, uh, has established the, the, that the fire was caused by power lines that went down in the dry vegetation and <laughs> then the wind yeah. escalated
6: it. Well, but. you know, Mark, the media also tells us who the president is. So, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt if you want. Right. Now, uh, you know, another thing, too, is I thought wildfires happen out in the forests, out in the woods, not in the cities. Yeah. These aren't wildfires.
4: Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> um, it, it's funny how they it, classify it, it's that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, so they're allegedly calling deadly you know, fire in US history. And okay, good stuff here in the present. Let's let's start calling out some of these uh, criminals. Yeah. John Pelletier. John Pelletier is the chief of police of Maui, which by the way is a very coveted law enforcement gig. Yeah. John Pelletier is the goon, the spook, the agent, uh, the I don't whatever, the creature um, of these people, they inserted him as chief of police so that he would have the inside track to cover up their mess. Yes. I know that that's true because John he's now lead investigator on allegedly the most deadly wildfire in U S history. Well, he was also lead investigator
9: on uh, the most
4: deadly mass shooting in U S history, the shooting in Las Vegas.
6: Isn't that crazy?
4: Now, we can't go into all of that mess, but I will say that the official version made absolutely no sense. No. They pinned it on this man who worked for the industrial complex, military industrial complex, had like a million bucks in his bank account. Yep. His little Filipino wife just vanished back to the Philippines. She was never interviewed or questioned or anything. Uh, no motive was ever determined. And I would like to point out that theoretically,
3: if you have a lead
4: investigator who is corrupt, a lead investigator who is corrupt can pin a case on a dead man, any dead man, any case that he likes, because yeah. a dead man cannot defend himself and cannot have a trial.
6: Dead men don't talk.
4: No, exactly. So, um, and their official version. Now, I don't know what happened exactly that day, and I, we won't go all into it. But I will say this. The narrative that they
6: came out with,
4: whatever happened wasn't their narrative.
6: Nope. Um, It was written for I
4: won't go into all that, but I will say one last thing about it. The owner of the hotel from which the shooting allegedly occurred was Bill Gates.
8: Yeah.
6: But it wasn't just
4: Bill Gates. Bill Gates and some Arabic fellows, and I think someone else had a piece of it too, but Bill Gates was was uh, involved um, with that hotel, and John Pilater, was an investigator.
9: Yeah, was... and
4: now he turned, and that whole thing reeks of psyops.
6: Yeah, it and, was. Uh... And
4: now John Pilater shows up in Maui as chief of police, and he was appointed chief right at the same time that I'm talking about. Yep, just a few years ago when the when the the deal to uh, create the smart city was penned, the uh, Maui Bur the Maui Burst Mountain Dew flavor came out. The lasers were deemed operational, and John Pelletier is made chief of police of Malik.
6: Yep,
8: all that
4: happened right at the same
6: time. No coincidences here, people. None. Yep. And, and remember, they stopped taking questions. The FBI just said, oh, "We're we're done with questions. No more questions from the media about that uh, Nevada stuff, Las Vegas." Um, and don't don't say anything about the helicopters or the prints that own the top four uh, floors on there. The top four floors. Uh, it's just it's it's crazy. You know, it, there's just so much. Uh, to go on, and, and you're you're digging right into the meat of the whole thing here, Mark. I like it. Okay, do you have something?
3: Hey, hey, Mark. Uh, uh, did, have, were you aware of a movie with Val Kilmer, Kilmer that came out in 1985 called Sheer
4: Genius? Yep, real genius. Real, genius. real genius. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Uh, did Did you notice that they were playing that on loop the Saturday after the fires in Maui? That was on AMC.
4: Yeah. There. Yep. We we could do we could do a whole another episode on how they, um, on how they, yeah, on, on how they run certain films with certain themes, um, as again, once again, part of their snowball predictive programming psyche subtle manipulation technique. Yeah. I actually predicted this is kind of crazy. You, would, um, you can ask people who know me, but I actually predicted the pandemic about a year before it occurred. I got it wrong. I I suggested it would be a, um, I thought it was going to be a digital cyber uh, virus. So I knew they were going to go for something worldwide. I I just got the the mechanism wrong. It ended up being biological cyber. Um, But I knew it based on, believe it or not, based on a movie that came out. uh, Because they released nine eleven. So just before 9/11, they predictively programmed people with the Pearl Harbor movie, which again links back to what we were just talking about. Um, but yeah. but but they released that Pearl Harbor movie to pump up people's sense of patriotism and war, and then 9/11 happened, and then so then they came out with the sequel to the to the uh, to the Pearl Harbor film, and I said, oh, guess what? They're priming for another another false flag attack so then I went back and I looked at how long it took for the 9/11 after the or, uh, uh, after the Pearl Harbor film so I estimated I said oh well that's so they'll do something in a similar time frame so I said that in this amount of time we'll have another false flag attack and almost to the day that I predicted it uh, pandemic hit yep Wow and so yes yeah, so yes, you, you're you're noticing the patterns in their in their media mind um, manipulation game. Absolutely,
8: Hitting absolutely.
4: Nut- so John Pelletier, <laughs> right? They appointed this goon uh, to cover up their their dirty deeds. Uh, oh, um, so we were talking about the directed energy weapons. So we should mention that just recently they deemed the water unsafe. To drink.
6: Oh
8: yeah,
4: in Lahaina. (laughs) Yep, and that's because it has TNT in it.
6: That's what I heard yesterday. Yep.
4: What? um, And again, that's not. There's no speculation there. Anybody who wants to look that up can look it up. The water in Lahaina has been deemed by state officials as undrinkable, and it's because of the chemical toluene, or however you pronounce it. And they keep calling it toluene and not TNT to distract you from the fact that TNT is not illegal to possess explosive. Yeah. And by the way, the standard by which it is deemed, uh, water is deemed undrinkable. It's like so many parts per million. It takes a hell of a lot of TNT to contaminate the entire water supply of behind it. So there's a lot of TNT that seeped into the groundwater. My, can't prove this, it's just speculation my suspicion is that they released some kind of aerosol mist of uh, with this uh, TNT uh, in a liquefied form so that it would facilitate um, this fire which probably was triggered uh, by an experimental directed energy weapon, but I'm going to really blow everybody's mind and just tell you that the method by which they ignited the town of lahaina does not matter i don't care if it was 12 goons in in trench coats with zippos this was arson and it's not over it, it's a crime in progress that's another way they manipulate everybody's mind as they say let's just move on from this tragedy everybody
6: well that's what they wanted you to do is move on that's where the whole move came from
4: um, right. And it's, and it's very manipulative and effective because human nature, we don't want to, you know, out of sight, out of mind. We don't want to think about tragedy Well, and people's lives are hard enough. You know, they wake up to get worried about dead or missing, uh, children on, on Maui, you know, like what are they supposed to do about that? Yeah. Um, But I but now we're really getting to the heart of this thing. And I want to talk about these children, which is the most important part about it. And I want to talk about whether they're actually dead or or missing.
6: Yeah, I agree with that, Mark. This is a very important part of what what you're going to talk about. So um, if you go back in time, you know, this this brings us back to to the title of the show from Moloch to Maui. Moloch. If you yeah. see, if you guys look look at the artwork that I that I put together there. Well, actually, Outcast put it together, and I give you the credit um, for putting this together, Outcast. Um, Moloch. You know, Mark's going to explain to you what the god of Moloch is, and the significance of everything that's been been going on, from Jeffrey Epstein to the Nephilim giants to current day stuff right now. Uh, so go ahead, Mark. Tell us about that Moloch.
4: Sure. So um there's a there's actually a good bit of misunderstanding about this figure mulloch. Um Moloch, or the Arabic or uh, Aramaic version Melech uh even in Hebrew, so Baruchat ha Adonai melek ha olam. Melech means so that in English that means uh blessed is he our Lord God, King of the universe. Mm-hmm. So, Melek, Mulloch means king. It's not a proper noun. Most people throw it around like a deity called Moloch. No. Moloch just means king. Now, we know from archaeological work like um, uh, Josephine Quinn of Oxford, uh, she has devoted her career. <clears throat> I don't don't know if she's uh, a malignant part of the system or or if she's, uh, like myself, a a black sheep raging against it. She might be part of a uh, 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 desensitization campaign. I don't know. But the point is, her whole career is about studying human sacrifice and particularly infant sacrifice, infanticide um practiced around the Mediterranean region, including Canaan and, and 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 Carthage and the Mediterranean Islands. So she's basically an expert in uh, infant sacrifice. Now her work and other archaeologists in her field, they have found so at these places, these topets, and that's all like what we were talking about, these structures, these furnaces where they incinerated the children, uh, ritualistically. So at these offices, they found inscriptions, and, and the inscriptions are, are, are in um, Rosetta Stone form, meaning like they have it in, 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 in Phoenician or whatever, and then it's also in Greek. So that's the cash money for us, because now we can figure out what it means. And what it says, uh, I, it's, really, it's really foul to read, it's like an incantation or a hymn to Satan so I'm yeah. not going to read it yeah. to you. But basically, it indicates that this was used at night. And it was an offering to who they call Baal Haman. And Baal Haman equates to the Greco-Roman Saturn uh, or Cronus. Mm. And, 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 and Saturn Cronus, by the way, is also linked to Black Rock. Uh, the black stone, the planet Saturn, the hexagon atop the North Pole of Saturn. This uh, And there's an etymological link between Saturn, Satan, and even the Nordic, Sir Tur. So, Balhaman, well, oh, and in, in, in the biblical book of Enoch, if I want to name him, the biblical book of Enoch names him as the leader of the Watchers, Semyaza. So, um, that is Satan and Satan too. Like Moloch is not a proper noun, but a title adversary.
9: Mm, yeah. So, um,
4: that is the significance of, 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 of Moloch. And, uh, I forget where we were in the modern world, John Pelletier, How? Uh, yeah. Do you remember,
6: remember where I
4: I got to after
6: that? Um, after the, I thought we, we the, were
3: leading up to uh, oh the, the the children in Maui. Yeah, Maui ah, children.
6: children. Yeah.
4: Right. Okay. So yeah, let's, I mean, this is the hardest part. Yeah, because it's 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 really upsetting. Um, <clears throat> okay. So this is not over. This is a crime in progress. Uh, people are talking about rebuilding and they're talking about what a threat is. You know, but but see again, when you've got a lead investigator who's not investigating, then you you know, you're we're just sitting by complacent. I suppose there's nothing really anybody can do. Maybe the people of Maui could be a bit more vigilant, but Immediately upon this incident, they said that there was around, you know, well, the number climbed from like 30 to 100 dead. So that was complete. I have people on Maui who immediately told me there were 1,000 people dead, at least. There had to be. Yeah, Those are their words. And they also say that they were turned away by FEMA. My people were not from Lahaina. In a little place called Kihei, which is just south of Lahaina. And they explained that they rushed there after, immediately after the fire with with shovels, with first aid supplies, with water, with towels, ready to search for people. They were ready to help. They wanted to look for their friends. And they were turned away. Their supplies rejected. And they could not understand it. They were like, how, how is this not of use to you? And they were turned away. And they told me immediately there was a, a thousand people. Dead. They said just on Front Street, on the on the, the traffic jam of uh, Front Street,
8: they estimated
4: 50 people dead just from that they could see. Yeah. Uh, so they knew those numbers were immediately lies. And among those lies, when they said they they immediately announced that there were around a thousand people missing. They said missing, not dead. And they would not comment. They would not comment on how many of those missing were children. Actually, a nasty blow up with a with a mainstream journalist getting in the face of the Maui mayor. Yep. You know, can you give us an estimate of how many children are missing? They're so not even saying parish, and he didn't even ask for a concrete number, an estimate. And he said, "No, I don't know." Keep in mind, this is like four days after the fire. How do you not have an estimate? And the the journalist gave a right back to him. He's like, yes, you do. He's like, tell us an estimate. Uh, I mean, they had a database set up. Yeah. So they're lying. Okay. (laughs) And and then uh, about a week after that, uh, Lahaina school system comes out and announces that 2,000 children are missing from the school system.
6: Yeah. I heard twenty four hundred, but um That's right. Yeah, keep going. I mean it's it's the the number is great no matter what you say. So um this when I say great it's big. It's not now, not not a good thing. The, but,
4: now the governor Green, who's uh dirty.
6: Oh, he's horrible. They're they're he's all, dirty
4: yeah, yeah. part of this. Yep. And he um he uh he, he recently told press, so they the, the 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 media network people were throwing him these home run derby lobs and he he was you know she said well uh there's still a great number of people missing and he he goes on this sob story about how yeah he does not be able to identify these people we just might never find them mm-hmm and this is a okay. So I need to I need to nail down this narrative really quick.
6: It's starting to sound a lot like uh, uh, Las Vegas now because they want to answer. Yeah. yeah. Th- so they they
4: are, con- they are convinced a lot of sheeple that these remains will be unidentifiable because this was a roaring fire and a roaring fire
8: reduced these
4: bodies to unidentifiable ash. Yep. That's not physically possible. Um, another aspect of my education was forensics and when, when murders committed and and people try to incinerate the body, they always fail Mm -hmm. and they always fail because they don't realize it because they see it on movies, you know, and they think that's, that'll work. Um, it's incredibly hard to reduce a human organism to unidentifiable ash. Crematoriums burn at about thirteen or fourteen hundred to eighteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. That's really hot. Uh, and and that and it's in a tiny little chamber. And in that chamber, that temperature is sustained for two to three hours.
8: Mm, yeah.
4: According to their narrative, dry vegetation or dry wood was fuel for this fire. You can't have a raging fire without fuel. Right. So. That's their that's their narrative the problem with that is dry vegetation would it ignites at like five700 degrees Fahrenheit a straight- up roaring open flame is like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit there's just no way and 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 we have super sensitive DNA uh, uh, trace technology now they can take a droplet of water from a pond, and tell you every species that's that's been in that pond for the past like six months. So we have extreme, and even yeah, even in those crematoriums where they reduce humans to ash, there are and this is a little bit morbid, but there are still oftentimes chunks of vertebrae which contain DNA that's identifiable, and and they have dogs that cadaver dogs that sniff out you know, uh, a, a smoldering vertebrae. Again, I'm sorry for the, the morbidity, but these are the realities of forensic investigation. But, but they have uh, cadaver dogs that could sniff out a smoldering vertebrae, which could then be tested, and there's no way that, that a wildfire would even reduce a person to, to, uh, to, a, to a smoldering vertebrae. Right. So they are absolutely lying. Yep. Uh, about people being rendered unidentifiable by a wildfire. It's not physically possible. It's not scientifically possible.
6: Right. Those wildfires don't reach the temperatures that it takes. No. No. So that reduces down to some something that's man-made, at least something that's uh, got man's hands into it. And, uh, you know, those do weaponry uh, things cause, you know, th- they they melt glass. Glass is very, very high temp stuff. I mean, way even way higher than uh, aluminum. Um, so think about teeth. What's going to get rid of teeth? Something very, very hot.
4: Well, I but you know, yeah, that's that's all that's all good and well. Um, but there's two. The problem is there's too many perverted, human trafficking, pedophile Satan worshipers lurking around this yep. for them to have missed an opportunity to abduct these children. Yes. And furthermore, you see, you see, if you, if you put on your thinking cap and you look through the looking glass and you think black is white and white is black, then you can, you can really start to see what they're up. The reason why they cannot produce remains of children is because if they did produce the remains of children, then suddenly now there's reports, there's, you know, people could have, family people could have access to these things, but they're not doing that. And they're not doing that because there are no remains to produce. That would be easier for them to do. yeah, because they could produce these remains and then they could and then they could proceed with this moving on thing. But but they can't do that, and they can't do produce these remains because they didn't die, and they didn't die because they were abducted. Yeah Now now I have no doubt that some kids were caught up in this fire and killed. But I'm telling you, the the reason they cannot produce remains of so many children was because they were abducted. And there's no families clamoring for them because they're dead. Yep. And they're dead. And and what other extended family they have assumes that they were killed in the fires as well. And that's how disaster abduction works. And these people have done this before with the Haiti disaster,
6: and that was a big one. And the Clintons were involved big time in that with all those kids. Yes, they were. Yep, that's a huge one. Exactly if you guys, right, and
4: that's the same circle of people we have here.
6: Yeah, exact same, the exact same Luciferians. So you guys go check that out if you don't know anything about that. That Haiti, what was that? Two thousand nine, I believe.
4: Yeah, I was going to say another huge thing that we can't really unpack there, but just to just to sum it up super quickly. Earthquakes in Haiti, and then there was an alleged church organization directly linked to the Clinton camp yep. that went down there allegedly on a charitable, uh, you know, uh, humanitarian aid mission, and in reality, uh, they went down there and gathered up a bunch of uh, unfortunate, disenfranchised, uh, impoverished children, and fled the border with them. Yep, and they got caught. And they called in this attorney who's like Mister Scumbag Human Trafficker Attorney. Yep. And then while he's representing them, he gets uh, he gets uh, um, persecuted for human trafficking. Yep. <laughs> and anyway, this all links to the whole uh, uh, PizzaGate thing.
6: And um, yeah. But, but yep. yeah there's just so much and like you said Mark all this stuff is connected you guys don't think that any any of this stuff there's nothing here that's a one off 911 JFK uh Maui Haiti Las Vegas all these shootings there nothing is a one off they're all connected and they're connected at the very highest tops where a lot of these people are pulling all the strings they're the puppet masters
4: all right yeah and, and and so so yeah, so let's let's get to it. Let's get to the wicked witch.
6: Drop drop the heat the
4: wicked witch of the West. Yeah. So so Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey uh has a huge estate on Maui. She's one of the richest people on Maui. She's probably only second on Maui to Bezos. Uh it's hard to Gates has property all over the world. It's hard to know. He's very secretive, but I'm pretty sure he has an estate on Maui too, but definitely Bezos and and Oprah.
9: Mm -hmm.
4: Oprah Winfrey is continually linked to dead, missing, and sexually abused children. Yep. Now, in the name of time, let's just bullet point this real quick. So Oprah Winfrey is linked to... Um, dead and sexually abused children at her $46 million school in South Africa.
6: That failure. You remember that? Stuff? The $46 yeah.
4: million school in South Africa. There were um, uh, multiple investigations for child sexual abuse. And there was also a police official investigation into the discovery of the remains of a dead infant. And that's really disturbing, too, because that school has only been open like a decade. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, maybe 15 years. Okay. Uh, She's directly linked to so-called John of God, Brazilian cult leader, uh, fake, fake faith healer and human trafficker, slave baby breeder. Uh, uh, Faria, I think is his real name. So, yeah, he was breeding uh children uh he was keeping women chained up in his in his dungeon and then and he was uh breeding uh babies that he was selling to people for forty thousand fifty thousand dollars
8: wow.
4: Oprah endorsed him publicly. she went down there, she called him inspirational, did a photo up with him she's hugging him um yeah, and then she. Just- <laughs> She lets out a press release. Um, uh, oh, I had no idea. I'm on the side of the victim. and, and then she, and then she's, uh, she's tight with Harvey Weinstein.
8: Yeah, upset. oh yeah,
4: OG, OG Hollywood pedo scumbag. Yep. And uh, and you then didn't... when 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 Weinstein, oh, and by the way, Faria, the Brazilian call leader, he gets busted and sentenced to 60 years in prison. They throw him in prison and then they let him out. They let him out. That's why? Because of COVID.
6: <laughs> yes. Of it's course too they dangerous.
4: did. It's too dangerous yeah. for the baby traffickers. Of course they know. did.
6: Yeah.
8: We got
4: to have, we must have compassion for the baby traffickers So let him out. He's probably in Oprah's lair right now. Yeah. They're probably toasting um, chalices of blood or something. Did you- uh, any, anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, it's hard to keep track of all these dead babies in Oprah. Uh, where was I? Weinstein, right, right, right. Um,
6: what about John of more, God?
4: There's more dead and abused kids. I know it. I know it. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Well, John honestly, of God. Yeah. Oprah is very closely linked to Obama. Yeah, oh yeah. She helped. Her, she She endorsed him. Uh, she Her program was based in Chicago. Obama came out of Chicago. Obama is directly linked to all this filth by the Wikilink emails. The WikiLeaks emails out Obama as being into hot dogs, spending sixty-five k of taxpayer money, importing hot dogs, um, which is verified FBI pedo code for little boys. Um, He he is outed uh, in in those WikiLeaks emails, and and Podesta Mm. and Podesta was Clinton chief of staff. She was also also close to Oprah. Obama and, and, and uh, Marina Abramovich. Both yep. of these people, too. She's a straight up Satanist. So the point is, oh, wait, there's one more. Oprah also raves publicly uh, about uh, cosmetic products made from foreskins.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra <laughs> Bullock did that same yep. thing.
4: Yeah. Po- well, they're all part of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, yep. Oprah,
6: the foreskin, Bullock, the foreskin uh, of all penis. are part of
4: this celebrity. Yep. Uh, Satanist propaganda machine Yep um, and, uh, and and Oprah herself by the way Has talked about How she was a victim of, of Child sexual abuse And um, well you know Of course I, I feel compassion for any Child who gets, who gets victimized But there is a psychological Theory uh, You know that, that through learned behavior Victims become Predators and there is some precedent uh, for that. Michael Jackson was sexually abused when he was a kid and became a sexual abuser when he was older. And by the way, those two were friends. <laughs> uh, Oprah interviewed Michael Jackson at Neverland just at the same time that child sexual abuse uh, allegations were occurring. So that's yet another link to child sex abuse uh, and and Oprah. So her whole life, basically, is just she's never been married. You know, she's never publicly had a a relationship with anyone no kids um
6: one last thing
4: uh isaac cappy oh yeah was uh, a, a hollywood insider who outed a bunch of high profile pedos um, as he as he accused them which was tom hanks and steven spielberg and immediately after these accusations uh, isaac cappy was found dead he had been thrown or jumped or fell off of uh, an overpass and was struck by an oncoming car. Pretty obvious what Mm. happened there. He was silent.
6: Yeah. Was that Route 66?
4: Yes. And and the day after, or very shortly after, Tom Hanks, on his very creepy Instagram page, posted a picture of a glove on the side of the road, and the caption was,
6: Roadkill. Yep. Yep. Tom Hanks Um, is involved with so much stuff, you guys. It's crazy.
3: And he also also owns property on Maui, along with Oprah. Does
9: he,
4: does yeah. he? I was yeah. gonna, I wasn't, I didn't want to I didn't want to misspeak if Hank had property, but yeah, of course, I mean, he, course. he's definitely part of this club and, yeah. and, uh, and yeah. And, and so, uh, by the way, Isaac Cappy in his, uh, various accusations, he named Oprah Winfrey specifically as a human trafficker. That was Cappy's uh, specific. Those are his words. He called Oprah a human trafficker.
6: Yes, he did. And I've got a video of Isaac Cappy. You know what's funny? You brought him up. Uh, I used to watch him every day. I couldn't wait to to do this. This is before our podcast, you know. And uh, I know Outcast know knew who out, uh, Isaac Cappy was too before he died. And uh, you know, I was waiting for his next stuff to come up. You know, it was it was, it was great. He he interact with people and everything.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and then. You know, we all knew, hey, Isaac, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And, you know, he was not suicidal, none of that stuff, you know. So everybody knew what was going on. Uh, you know, as red pill people were like, keep keep doing what you're doing, Isaac. Just be safe. Be careful. And uh, they got him. They got him. Mm-hmm. And and it just it makes me sick, you know. But I do have a video sure. of him. That I just uh, downloaded into my one of my hard drives just last week. And I'll, I'll be playing it for one of these shows Coming up here in the future, but um, keep going. I didn't want to derail you again. But uh, no, no, we're no, you're good. We're running. uh no, you're good. Uh, we're but running so, uh, low on time, Mark. So we gotta. Yep. Yeah. Let's wrap it
4: up. So, um, uh, let's let's look and see how this. Oh, real quick, he needs to be. He needs to be gotten to the rock. So the rock next to her. Uh, yeah.
6: Dwayne yeah, the Rock the Johnson, right?
4: Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's um, part of their club. He's linked. So, he did a Pixar, or I think it was Pixar, DreamWorks, whatever movie, where he played Maui, the demigod. Yeah. And there's reference in that film to human sacrifice from him. He has a pattern of publicly making not funny jokes uh, about child molestation and eating eating children. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a post on his Instagram where he kneels down to tell a little girl how much he likes to eat little girls, a fan girl of hers. And says she's unfazed by that. Like, why would you put that? I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm. And then he did a Saturday night live skit about the child molesting robot. Yeah. Not remotely funny on any, <laughs> any universe. No. Um, Oh, and he, he, by the way, he's close to Mark Wahlberg. Uh, people mistakenly, uh, fall from Mark Wahlberg, uh, Christian, Persona, but but Rock close friends with Wahlberg, and Wahlberg was an attendee of Jerry Sandusky at his golf tournament, and he donated a lot of money to Jerry Sandusky's uh, foundation.
6: Was this before? Pretty clear
4: that those big fat donations were actually payments for pizza. What,
6: was this was this before uh-huh. the, the Sandusky? I assume way before the Sandusky accusation came out and. Um, oh
4: yeah, this is back when business was booming, you know, for years.
8: Right, wow, <laughs> you know, for
4: years I, he that, was that, doing that, his thing, and Wahlberg was going to his golf tournament uh, now, I mean, you know, Wahlberg and Rock are two separate people, but they're very close. You know, so so Rock's out here talking about eating children. He's friends with Oprah. You know, he's doing these satanic and satanic roles and whatnot, and then and then Wahlberg over here is you know giving money to to Sam Dusky, going to these golf tournaments, which we know later on from court math that. Uh, that's where a lot of victimization occurred. So it's mm. obvious to me that's what he was uh paying for.
6: <clears throat> that that bums me yeah, out because no. I, I like Mark Wahlberg. That bums me out. I oh man. man. I hope that's not true. Yeah,
4: well, you know, yeah, yeah I'm that's that's me. I'm I'm you know, I'm Mr. Buskill ruining my childhood. Well, okay, so let's bring this all full circle. So what does this mean for the future? Well, uh, so AI gov Oh yeah, and by the way, they're already talking about this AI smart city for um, Maui being governed by AI. Yeah. So they're saying that they're saying that the fire wouldn't have happened if if AI had had been in charge. And so so what what we're talking about is AI governed smart cities and depopulation agendas intermingled with neo-paganism and uh the undermining of of abrahamic values digital currency social credit systems you know biotechnological implants yeah all of this essentially is a return to the days of noah Mm. as christ foretold yep in matthew and as it is foretold in the book of Revelation. So essentially, they are working towards, uh, they're preparing the way. They're preparing the way by, uh, so they want to reduce the population and uh, reduce the standard of living for the remaining population, program them to be neo-pagan idolaters, and that's, by the way, where the where the alien uh, invasion narrative comes in. That that is the great deception foretold in the Bible by by the media rendering ancient deities uh, misunderstood aliens uh, to be thought of sympathetically. Same way the media does with demonic beings, like that Pixar movie we mentioned, where the rock plays Maui. Uh, the point is, demons and aliens are portrayed sympathetically, uh, and um, that is the desensitization that is that is occurring to go along with their digital eco slave prison society, and and once and they will achieve this, they will achieve this, and and at that time we will. We, we will have returned completely to the dates of Noah, and at that point, you can cue the you can cue the first beast and the initiation of the tribulation. We are living in end times. I'm I, sorry to be the one to tell everyone.
6: You know, I, I don't think it's a uh, um, a coincidence or a surprise, Mark. I mean, 2030 that's that, that's their number. That's their sustainable development goal. is Agenda 2030. Um, you know, 2030 is big number for them. Um, and I I think you know, as we always say on the show, it's a race to 2030. Are we going to get there with God first? Are they going to get there with Satan first? Um, well, we know who wins ultimately in this big battle, but we still have to go through this battle. How hard is it going to get? It's you know, it's going to get as hard as it's going to. It's it's going to take. Is you know, it's going to go in crazy insane. Uh, we're going to see things that we've never thought we'd. See, endure, or go through. Um, you know, it's it's a race to twenty thirty. I keep saying it all the time, and I think at twenty seven is really going to take another gear and ramp up even quicker. So it, it, it's wild. But go ahead, Mark. Well,
4: I I think that pretty much does it. I would just say that people need to be aware that the media they pay their attention to. The food that they eat, the medicine that they take, uh, their entire worldview, their their occupation.
9: Um,
4: as long as we are plugged into this system, yeah, we are a part of it. Yep. and a lot of people think that because they have some degree of awareness, they're not they're they're immune to it, or people you know, really confident they're going to be raptured away. And, and uh, people really need uh, to take back uh, their lives and their lifestyle. And, and we need, I think, a uh, sort of rural revolution, uh, a rejection of, of this system, because ultimately every aspect of this system is going to be used to leverage you into this uh, new world uh, disorder society, so you can just see already how they're they're doing this. They 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 cause simulated disasters, you know, with with fancy black tech, and then they say, well, you know, this was a, a climatic disaster, and to avoid it further, we have to live according to these protocols. Yeah or there's going to be an economic disaster. You can go ahead and just write that one down. It's going to be an economic disaster. And then everybody's money goes missing. And then they say, well, don't worry. We'll give you your money back. We'll even give you a little bit more. But the one catch is it's going to be digital and you can't withdraw it. Yep. So you just got to use it within the system. Mm
6: -hmm. Yeah. They're they're trying to build that, build that, uh, that trap for us. And uh, you know, if we step into that trap, that's why I keep saying, you guys, we have to get self-sufficient. We have to create our parallel economies with the people you live around and get off of these grids that they've put us on. Don't get any yeah. smart appliances. That's going to put you in the grid. That's going to put you in the entrapment, enslavement for life. Get off of that grid. Uh, sorry, Mark. No, I know, I know no, you're trying no,
4: no, that's good. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good advice. I, I would say I I agree with that. And And ultimately – ultimately we're going to have to, we're going to have to face the withdrawals of, um, of the way of our way of life. Yeah. And, and, um, and, um, yeah. And that's, and it's, um, it's difficult and it's intense, but it's, it, it's always darkest. It's always darkest before dawn. And, mm-hmm. and we really have an obligation to, uh the truth about these things and to, well, and to keep, and to keep faith because a lot of people are going to, are going to lose it. So that's yep. my advice ultimately is if you, if you keep, if you keep the faith, even at all costs, then, then ultimately you, you have defined yourself rather than the system define you. Yeah. That's the key.
8: Yeah, amen you, to you that. You
4: have to define yourself, and you cannot do that if you are a slave to Wi-Fi, processed food,
6: gasoline, and mainstream media,
4: insurance, yeah, bills, yeah. social media,
6: yeah. The mainstream matrix circle, exactly. Um, outcast, yeah. outcast. What do you think? What do you have uh, to to say to Mark in uh, response to all that? I mean, he's he's spilled a ton of great information tonight. Yeah, he
3: did. It's awesome. Um, I, I I know we touched on this the last time Mark was on, but I just I can't escape it in, with his closing comments. I, I'm going back to Revelation 17, and it says, um, you know, we're talking about the beast, which you saw once was uh, was now is not, and will come up out of the abyss and go to his destru- uh, go to his destruction. The inhabitants. This is the part that gets me. The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast because he once was. Uh, this, this translation says astonished, but I think it's another translation that says they'll be deceived. And um, I, I just keep thinking to myself, if you're not aligning your heart with with uh, with Christ, you are going to fall victim to every single trap that they lay, every deception that they put out there. You will have no spiritual discernment to be able to spot this stuff coming. You are like a lamb to the slaughter. Um, you need to seek a relationship with God if you even hope to stand a chance uh, in this, uh, this abysmal future that we see coming under their uh, attempts to, to submit a, uh, subdue us. Uh, Mark, um, I, I'm often led to this concept, this idea that, that the elites kn- knows, they believe they know something. I don't know if they do or not, because the Bible says that no one knows the day nor the hour of Christ's return. But they seem to be acting in a way that indicates that they know something. Would you agree with that? That they, they believe that, they, that there's a timeline. Well, I know they know rushing? something,
4: and I know it too. They see they see multiple signs. It's, it's a lot to get into, but there's an astronomical sign occurrence we see um, that I know is that I know is the motivation to them. By the way, they do they do almost everything. Um, their their entire itinerary is is based off of. Astronomical and astrological uh, uh, signs and, and omens, and right now we've got. Um, I forget the passage name. My mind's a bit fried at this moment. I didn't know we were going to get into this, but but, but uh, uh, Revelation describes uh, the woman with the twelve stars crown, and she's in labor pains. So that's the reference to. Um, the constellation Virgo, and the, the very rare once-in-every-7,000-year astronomical alignment that's presently occurring. But beyond that, it, they, uh, they 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 really became um, uh, electrified when they discovered the tomb of Gilgamesh back in 03. And Gilgamesh <clears throat> is one of these beasts. Uh, beast from the earth, the false prophet. And that is what they know. They they know, they know that it's showtime. Yeah. And they know because, um, well, so George Bush Jr. By the way, is an and Manchurian candidate, MK ultra victim himself. Uh, from daddy, daddy Bush. Anyway, <laughs>
9: Uh, When when they were gearing up
4: for the war in Iraq, he called French President Jacques Chirac and said that the biblical prophecies, and I quote, the biblical prophecies are being fulfilled. Gog and Magog are at work in the Middle East. Yeah. And he goes on further to talk about how God, but in my opinion, uh, the God he was referring to is Satan. Yeah. uh, His God uh, wanted them to rid. Uh, the region of their enemies uh, in preparation for a new world or a new era. He's talking about their new world order uh, scheme and the God he's talking about is not uh, the God, but, but Satan. And the Magog, the Gog and Magog and the biblical prophecies that he was referring to was the discovery of Gilgamesh's tomb by German archaeologist, Jörg Vassbinder. And so they are well aware, and they are facilitating as the perpetuators of uh, perpetuators of this uh, Nephilim uh, imperial legacy, uh, they are perpetuating it. and And so um, between the the astronomical signs, their discovery of uh, their discovery of, of of Gilgamesh's tomb, and there's yet another, Beast figure. I won't go into that, but they um, they must know something about him as well. I can not I can't I can't mark speak to what exactly that is.
6: <laughs> you can't leave us hanging like that. Come on now, we need to hear that.
8: Or or, or <laughs> and,
6: or...
4: and marker, Nimrod. Um yeah. this is related to Nimrod and Isaiah and the prophecy against Babylon and the rise of the new Babylon. Okay. And these Nephilim Um, just to sum it up really quickly and we can do a whole show about it later, but
6: yes, let's do that.
4: The, the events in, in revelation and the rise of this, of this head, the head of the beast, right? That it says is, has been stricken by a fatal wound and then resurrected. Mm -hmm. That is what it says. The whole world mesmerized by this head and this horn. So the head is a nation and the horn is the ruler of that nation and this amazing mesmerizing nation and horn that is risen from the grave. This is the, this is the resurrection of a Nephilim kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what you're talking about, like they seem to be in a rush. Yes. That's because the Nephilim resurgence is, is imminent.
6: Yeah. I know it. Yeah, I agree they they need that blood and they need that <clears throat> that gene or whatever that is that uh affliction to go up against god and us uh you know without that they're powerless uh you know they're still powerless either way but with that they're so much more powerful so you, yeah you know they, i can't go ahead i can't okay. help but
3: see a, I i can't help but see a correlation where part of their desire to disarm us as Americans is because even if they un- unroll uh, un- reveal these demigods or let's say, uh, G- Gilgamesh or Nimrod and the, uh, the tombs of the Nephilim at some point, if they try to roll them out as um, gods among men, like a, like an X-Men movie, um, there still are going to be people who are awake and they're armed and they are failable. So they're thinking, well, before we roll out our demigods to deceive the world, we're going to need to get these guns out of here because people, you know, it will take a lot of them, but if, if enough people are freaked out, they might just start taking them out. Yeah, I don't know. Just the thought I've had. I just I can always see a double, triple meaning in every and every move they make. It's not yeah. just about taking away our liberty. I think that they're afraid of their 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 Well, for sure, affected. for
4: sure, the agenda is to remove the firearms is part of their but I, I think that's more about their facilitating their depopulation agenda. Yes. You know, if they're gonna they're gonna have a much harder time depopulating. You know, three hundred million. Mm armed uh, people as opposed to 300, but, but make no mistake about it. When, when Enmarker or, or Nimrod uh, Gilgamesh when these, and they, they're not going to be alone either. Yeah. When these Nephilim descendants, well, Gilgamesh is actually, both of them are pure Nephilim, aren't Nephilim descendants. Those are Nephilim. Yeah. And when they, when they reappear, they're going to cut through everything like a knife through hot butter. There will be no. There will be no uh, military resistance, or well, I mean, there will be, but it will be completely futile. Yeah. Um, mm. They, they, they are terribly powerful and destructive in a way in which none of us have ever experienced or can scarcely imagine.
8: Yep, mm.
6: I agree. Man, Mark, yeah. you you brought the heat again tonight. Oh man, even with the technical di- difficulties we had up front. Um. This 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 show ended up being a nice deep, a deep dive. You know what's going on to Maui, and you know you brought in the uh, the Nephilim, the giants. I mean, it's never ending, Mark. I mean, what are we gonna do here? It's never ending, yeah. except do more shows. And and um, you know, I, I suspect this is gonna be another big show, uh, because of the stuff you're talking about and because of what who you are, Mark. I mean, uh, people love hearing from you, so.
4: Um, no, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, before we go, I almost, I would forget yeah. to plug stuff, but, um, anybody who yes, uh, would like to, um, so there's an, uh, an Instagram account, uh, me and my, my people are running called my apocalyptic Chronicles. There's a WordPress blog that is linked to that, but then there's another blog, the new blog we're shifting over to on Squarespace. That's my apocalyptic Okay. And one last thing: We're hosting a retreat in Tennessee, uh, Kentucky Lake, Tennessee, October 13 through 16, and it's going to be pretty amazing. We're going to explore ancient mounds. We're going to explore some underworld caverns. We're going to have good times around the fire, good times, good people, good works. We're trying to we're trying to spread some knowledge and 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 wake people up and encourage encourage them, help them, uh, put all these things into perspective. <laughs> okay. Uh, that and, sounds awesome. and yeah. uh, yeah. And you guys, you guys are certainly invited. Please, uh, you know, help me, help me promote it. And, okay, and, uh, man, yeah, everybody's uh, welcome. We'd love, we'd love to have you. And it's, it's going to be pretty, um, going to be pretty epic. I think,
6: you know, Mark, at the, at the top of the screen, I've, I've put in here at when we went, uh, you know, it's a phone call here. I put on the phone with Mark Carpenter at, uh, Mark a So if you guys want right, to go check so that's that the out,
4: WordPress blog. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would prefer you steer people to the myapocalypse. That's not. No, nope, I didn't update you on that. But okay. yeah, MyApocalypticChronicles.com is the new.
6: The new blog, my chronicles.com. So you guys go on with there. check, check Mark out, see everything he's got going on. Yes. We're, we're both following on, you know, we follow you on Instagram. So I, I you know, I suspect you're going to be putting a lot of information there too. So I want you guys to go over there and follow Mark. Uh, Mark, you've, you've, you've got a good following here. Uh, a lot of people are loving what you're hearing. Um, and I can't wait to do this again. We have to do something again before Christmas. If we can, if we can make that happen. Uh, outcast go ahead.
3: No, I just want to uh, echo your sentiments and just say, we really appreciate you, Mark. Thanks for taking time to come on. Um, you know, people like you are, uh, really trying to spread knowledge to the people who are hungry, but there's no resources. I mean, I shouldn't say there's none, but it's, it's hard to piece the puzzle together and people like you are really good at like helping people connect the dots. So thank you so much for your due diligence and all your hard research um, we really, really appreciate having you on the show. We look forward to having you on again.
4: I appreciate you guys too. I, I meant to say that earlier. Um, thank you, you know, for all the kind words. Thanks for having me on and thanks to the audience for listening. And, and it's only appropriate. I'll say it the way the, the Hawaiians do. Mahalo uh, keakua. Mahalo <laughs> keakua means thanks. Thanks be to God.
6: Ah, I, mm. like I like it. I like it. Amen to that. I like it. And Music lover all says, right, thanks, Mark, for coming on the show. This has been such a great interview. Uh, Ham Hawk. Right. God really knows the plan. You. Yeah. All right, Mark. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Be safe. Yeah. God, God bless. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, that was Mark Carpenter again. Uh, awesome. Outcast. That was really good. And I'm uh, I, I, I can't I, I, tell you how disappointed I was at all those. I don't know what we call it at the beginning of the show. Uh, but the audio became clear. Um, I don't know. We're, we we got to do some more testing this week or before the next episode, whatever it is. But um, I don't know. I, it, I, I, yeah, it, it. It, I I thought we had it. Licked. I thought we had it licked. I thought we had it fixed and cleaned up. But obviously today we didn't. Mm.
3: The devil likes to dis- likes to try to discourage us, and uh, we cannot shrink in the face of any adversity. Uh, God does te- teach us things in the process of adversity. So. We just need to be bold and uh, forge our way ahead. We just, I just hope our, our viewers don't go, man, I'm not even bothered with that podcast anymore. Those guys are clowns that can't figure out their audio. I know. Uh, but I I mean, but I mean, it works one week and then not the next. I just can't help, but my conspiratorial mind can't help but think we're over the target. And that's why we're being messed with. But mm,
8: yeah. you know, who knows?
6: I maybe, hope so, too. Maybe, um, Vic- Victoria Lee over on... Uh- Pilled Foxhole says, uh, "Great show, thanks, Mark." Nana seven 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 says, uh, "Blessings to all. Great show. So thank you guys there. And uh, yes, we were born for a time like this." Um, mm. So Outcast, um, I, let me see here. We, we need to get uh, be, before you say your oops. Your uh, let me change that. I just messed you up. <laughs> there you go. Um, before we get to your uh, your 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 final word for the for the people tonight. Um, there's a lot of people out here asking how your brother Mac is and just, just give us a little quick update on your brother Mac and where he's at, because, you know, a lot of people are asking and, and, you know, we're concerned for him for, from, from last week, that big episode. So go ahead.
3: Well, well, I, I've said before, I'm going to say it again, and I'm never going to stop saying it. Thank you to everyone for your concern and for your prayers. I am, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that the, uh, prayers and petitions of the people that care. Um, whether you met him or not, know him or not, I mean, people just rallied around us, um, uh, turned the tables on this uh, potentially deadly event. He was completely ignored for 24 hours in a in a uh, I should say completely ignored, but he was not diagnosed properly for 24 hours in a, in a uh, emergency room, and then they told us they didn't think he would survive the medic uh, the Medivac flight to U of M. Yet he made it, and he got one of the best surgeons probably in the hospital for his type of surgery. And they saved his life. His prognosis is good. He's had some good days and some bad days. Um, one of the things that happened—I was saw him on Saturday. Apparently, when they, when you have that type of major cardiac surgery, they deflate your lungs when they're putting you in the respirator. Mm. And the and the like—imagine a plastic bag that is maybe oily or sticky on the inside, and the bag deflates and oh, sticks, sticks together. together yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, uh, I don't know if it's 24 hours, 48 hours. It's, there's a process of deep breathing exercise you got to do to try to open up that, that, those lungs back up. Yeah. It, it, it makes you feel short of breath. And, uh, he was having trouble sleeping because every time he started to doze off, he was realizing he wasn't getting the breath that he wanted. It kind of like would make him wake up and be on high alert. Yeah, It's all part of the course. It's all natural. He's, he's, um, he, he got past that phase, but he was, he had a miserable day. I could see it on him. He was, he was frustrated. Uh, the next day he slept like a baby and I think he's past that phase and he's doing a lot better. I think he's going to be going home sometime this week. We have a family wedding on Saturday and I'm optimistic that we're going to see him there. Uh, he's a tough guy. I've seen him go camping after surgeries with, with stitches showing while he's doing, uh, uh, canoeing and, uh, and zip lining. (laughs) He's, he, he, he does nothing. He will not shrink from, uh, after surgery. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. But but he is a bachelor, so I think he's a little concerned about going home yet. He doesn't want to be there. But yeah. long story short, I'm sorry, I'm long-winded. He's, he's, his prognosis is good. He's doing great. He's looking better every day. Yep. And uh, thanks to everybody's prayers, uh, he completely, 100%, beat the odds. And he is a walking miracle. He should not be alive, according to his surgeon. Yep. Um, so your prayers sent the, an angelic host I'm visualizing. And they're holding his aorta together while he's flying on a medevac. Visualize that until he gets in front of the the proper surgeon to be taken care of. Well, and, um, and
6: and you know, well, that's awesome and praise God for all that. And I did see, uh, the picture of his chest today, the stitches that he's got coming down from his neck and all the way down the middle of his chest. Wow. That's insane. Does he have a lot of pain for this or, or is the pain pretty much gone for now?
3: I think he's, he, he, doesn't complain a lot, but it looks like th- that he's passed the most painful part, but okay. you know, imagine, um, whenever you do anything major to your bones or anything, uh, there's a lot of uh, slow healing with that. They, they actually cut the cartilage, which is his sternum and yeah. right? saw that in half yeah. and then they take like a metal wire and then they have to like stitch up like, like a shoelace. They have to stitch up that metal cage again. So imagine having your, your ribs expanded. And then your ribs put back together and sewn back up. I mean, yeah, he's going to feel like he was hit by a, a Mack truck for a little while. But Horrible. Like I said, every, every day he seems to be making the proper improvements, and his doctor is really hmm. uh, thumb, thumbs up about his uh, his prognosis. He's he's doing great.
6: Yeah, awesome. Well, it's good to hear. And, uh, you know, you, you already told me that he'd be on, and uh, he'd be willing to come back on. He's been DMing me, so we've been going back and yep. forth over on Instagram. So that's good. So bit mac great news, brother. Can't wait till you get better and, and come on the show and just – Give us a big overview of what you went through and, uh, wow, what you a know, wild
3: ride. Yep. He, he, is a, he's a numbers cruncher type, type of guy. He loves to crunch numbers mm-hmm. and he looks at things a little differently than I do. I look at, you know, I don't know. I, I, we, I mean, we, we see the world through a similar filter, but our approach is a little different, but he, in his experience with this, he's got a, an argument that he'd like to present on the show. I, I believe okay, and it's regarding how the insurance companies that he's been paying into for an emergency is dictating people's care mm. and, and, and that ain't, you know, in his mind, you know, I, he's a principal guy that ain't right. Yeah. You know, I he's like, I've been paying into this system yep. to be there for me. If I have a uh, mishap like this and now you want to like shorten my stay at the hospital because I'm becoming too expensive for you. Yep. What? That's right? crazy. So he's, he, he's got the numbers crunched and he's, he's picked off. Well, <laughs> I, I can't wait he's to hear that
6: story. It. I can't wait to hear that story, man. That's going to yeah. be good. So, um, well, look. With that, um, I want to say thanks to everybody for joining the show tonight. I want. I'm gonna go and check the dangerous super chats, the rumble rants, the gold pills. Um, I'm gonna release the scratch in here in just a minute. So let's let's go over right now and go check the super chats. And let me see. We have a tip. A tip from anonymous it says, "Thank you for your show. I'm new, but catching up to every episode. Wow, that's awesome." And we have a new follower, uh, Steph Me09. So thank you, Steph. That's awesome. That's, that's, oh man, that's good. So I saw, I saw Steph M. E. I E. I don't know what we're going to call Steph me. Uh, she just joined Steph our e. guilted. Yeah. She just joined our guilted, um, uh, private chat room, you guys. So if you guys want to do that, uh, do that, you, you know, it's available to you to scroll down the description of the show tonight and, uh, you'll find our gilded chat room link. And that's where we're at during the week. I mean, Outcast, we got to get a little more active in there. I know that, uh, you know um ham Hawk and uh, music lover and there's a bunch of other ones that are always active on they're more active than we are so we got to jump in there and tonight when i'm uploading the show i'll be there for for a little bit um because it's going to take me a while to get this you know post-production ready for the podcast tomorrow so i'll be there after the show tonight um if you guys want to check us all out but uh yes thank you steph me and she's been over on the twitch tonight and she's really been throwing a lot of good stuff into the mix uh with ham Hawk and everybody else and uh you know um Let me see. Over here, we have. I'm gonna check our Rumble rants over on Rumble. Now, we've got a lot of people that always watch us over here on Rumble, uh, Outcash, and and thank you guys for doing that. I mean, you're making, uh, you're 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 helping us grow. And you know, any likes over there on Rumble that would help big time because we got to get growing on there. And um, once we get past all these these early, uh, you know, glitches here in in the in the software or whatever's doing this stuff from the from the beginning we're gonna be good to go. But anyway, there's a few comments here on Rumble and uh Steve Camber Outcast says Outcast going back to the beginning, uh the great and powerful has spoken. He's talking about your uh <laughs> about your prayer the opening prayer. Now uh Sin Sheer since Shiri it looks like says um uh, she was asking about when the show is and, and you know she she must be new so it's it's brand new every Monday you guys uh seven seven p.m. Eastern so if you want to you know make note of that Uh, Every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. uh, Eastern. Uh, It says, uh, Isher 1111. I thank God for both of you and the other great men and women in this hour who see us, listen to us, and help us finish this race strong and faithful. Greater is He that's in us than anybody else in this world. Thank you for your courage, your mission, and love for God, truth, family, and our country. Be blessed in Jesus' name. So, yes, thank you, Isher 1111. I hope that I'm saying that. Amen.
3: Amen. I'm humbled and amen.
6: Yes, thank you. And uh, again, Steve uh, Steve Camber says, "Still echo for Outcast, but it's gone now. Prayers are strong. Satan is mad at us. <laughs> Too bad, Satan. So yes, we're going to win. And uh, let's go over here to our gold pills, and that's where I'm going to release the scratching. Um, let me see. Our gold pills tonight are from Nana Seven Seven Seven. She gifted a can, and uh, she loves the show. She says Outcast. So thank you. And Victoria Lee, and uh, let me see, it, it, let me see, it's the blue blood monsters, uh, Immuna Ninja or Immune Ninja, I believe, said some stuff. So Victoria Lee, thank you, uh, Nana. Good, good evening, people. There's a lot of good people over here on Pilled Foxhole. And you know what? I think there's somebody. And forgive me, Victoria Lee. It might be you. It might be Trusty Turnip. I can't remember one of you. Um, Talking about being a, a mod. Will you please email me or send me a message or whatever? Um, because I, we need mods. You know, we we need mods all over the moderators. So um, uh, just just email the show. DangerousInfoPodcast at ProtonMail.com. So, um, yes, like I said earlier, Outcast, come back here, you guys, every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, all right? Um, and, and sometimes we throw shows here and there. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Um go to dangerous info podcast. We need, that's a brand new Instagram channel and we need new followers there because our personal, uh, channels are a little bit, you know, we're trying to get everybody to go to dangerous info podcast channel on Instagram. So if you do that, please do that. And, uh, outcast before we get going, please, uh, unless you already said it, uh, do you have a message for the people going out? I think you, you said some of that already. Yeah,
3: well, I did sort of, but I've, I've always got more to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see here. I'll try to wrap this up uh, pretty quickly, but I've got some rambling thoughts regarding, the you know, Mark's uh, concepts as well as some thoughts that I have. But this is, uh, I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 12, 30 and, uh, through 31. Take care that you be not ensnared to follow them after they have been destroyed before you, and that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods? That I also may do the same. You shall not worship the Lord, your God in that way for every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. for they have even, uh, they, for they even burned their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Okay. Mm. That's in Deuteronomy. Now, what I want to talk about with that real quick is, um, I think that, uh, I, I have empathy for this. I'm not, I am not judging because in our quest to, to learn things, people like us that, uh, I don't know if you want to call us truthers or the awake or, uh, conspiracy theorists, whatever tag you want to give us, we pride ourselves in being open-minded and considering new ideas to try to better understand what's going on in the world. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I think in this day and age of confusion and TikTok and everything else, not, not, nothing against TikTok. I see some fantastic videos I love on TikTok, but um, there's some bad stuff on there too. I think a lot of people are uh, accidentally being led astray into paganism and or witchcraft through saging and crystals and all this stuff. And, and I get it. I mean, you want to be open-minded and you're trying to like, you want to be a loving person and consider new ideas. But if you go back to the Bible, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. That, so it says by uh, King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes and the same pitfalls that were, that were tricking people back in the day are tricking people now. So you need to get, uh, you know, get, get to try to find a good church or a good church, a small group that you can join a Bible study and learn your Bible. Cause you're going to find, that this world that we live in is controlled by Satan. Every aspect of it, every movie that you watch, every TV show that you watch, every news channel you watch, there is not a good one. They may have good content, but there is always going to be something dark in it that is meant to lead you astray from God's truth. It is the trick. It is the game of the devil. It has never gone away. It's his MO. Um, really check yourself. If you're being mis- misled into uh, new Ageism and paganism, um, uh, you may be inviting something very dark into your into your life, uh, but worst of all, you're going to be led away from the kingdom and you want to be led to it. Uh, the deceptions are thick. Um, all the way going back to, to what Mark was talking about earlier, we're talking about Easter Island and these giant statues. People were worshiping those statues because they were ancestor gods. That is paganism. That is not biblical. And, and that was the deception from the start with the Nephilim. What happened to the, to the Greeks was they began worshiping God's The the, the gods, small g, plural s, they were worshiping the gods, which is the children of the Nephilim or the the Nephilim themselves, as opposed to God, the creator. So all, uh, in my humble opinion, all apostate religions that have been born were born out of this concept. The devil wants to make a grand deception. uh, and, And trust me, seeing giants walk the earth and create pyramids would be a grand deception that would get your attention. But once again, you have to ask yourself, who created everything? They did not. They're the product of a rebellion, and and in small ways, all this new agey stuff that's coming out, I'm afraid, is uh, it it, it is uh, sometimes it's tempting, but it will um, it will deceive you and lead you off the path of of the path of truth. Uh, When when Jesus said, "I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life," think about it like this: He is the way. He's the the antithesis antithesis of everything in the world. He is the way in a world that's lost its way. He is the truth in a world that hates and despises truth. He is life in a world that loves death and sacrifices children yep. and uh, and and celebrates. I mean, I mean, just go to just go to Home Depot and look at the new Halloween direct that decorations that are oh, there right now. Yeah, okay, crazy. It's not just it's not fall harvest Halloween. It's not just spooky. I mean, it's straight up dark and demonic. This is not how we roll, people. We we're as a Halloween lover. I mean, look at the stuff in my in my house. I, I I'm getting over it. I, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me anymore, but it, this is lighthearted, uh, nostalgia for me. Uh, but what it's become is thoroughly dark and pagan. So anyway, sorry for my long winded rant. I'm just seeing, uh, a, uh, a, a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. between all the topics of Mark Carpenter, uh, that scripture I just read. And then also, um, what's happening to our a wide awake movement that we have where people are being accidentally led astray by, Uh, some of these people that want to talk about crystals and staging and all that stuff. Um, Be very, very, very cautious and consult your biblical friends. If you don't know, Uh, get your head on straight because there's pitfalls waiting for you everywhere. The devil does not want you connected and worshiping God, the creator. And that's my message for this week.
6: That's awesome. And you know, Ham Hawk says, listen, in my opinion, tarot, crystals, music, et cetera, are just tools. I don't think the medium is the evil. I think the intent behind it is. So uh, he's just asking what, you know, what do you think about that? So, yeah.
3: Well, like I said, all these things are a gateway. I, I think that if you, you know, you yep. say, oh, my, my heart's in the right place. Well, that's fine. But I mean, as I just read in Deuteronomy, Jesus said, do not ask, what, do, do, don't be asking what the, these pagan people do. And then you're going to also observe them. Yeah. Um, he did, he did tell, I mean, just go to Google, uh, I hate to use Google, but use a search engine and look for uh, scripture regarding worshiping false, and you'll find out God is completely intolerant. If you are the creator of everything, if you created the universe and then, and then there's an apostate son of God, which is St. Lucifer and and he's cast out of the kingdom and then Lucifer spends his entire time, everything that he has in him, he's going to use it to derail his God's children who are made in his likeness. So be very, very careful. Um, You can, you can have great intentions, but you could be inviting something dark. And I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying really evaluate that and, and, Search out the scriptures to find the truth because you'll find it. If it's not in the Bible, I don't recommend it. You're, you're, you're asked, you could be asking for trouble.
6: Amen to that. Yep. Oh man, there's just so much we can keep going on and on and on, but <laughs> there's just so much and the music lover just threw some stuff on there and talking about intent matters and evil entities and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, you guys, we are in this fight, you know, this is, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, Solomon told us that before. And, um, you know, this this is what we're doing, what we can do, right? We know that the, the evil is is behind us. It's all around us, uh, but we're gonna win in the end. We'll be we'll be we'll be victorious, and we're gonna sit up upon that crown, right uh, to the left and to the right. Um, yes, excellent. So listen, it's been a great show. I, I just want to say thanks to everybody tonight. Uh, thanks to Mark Carpenter. Great, great episode again, Mark. Uh, we're gonna book something up to get him back again um, uh, in the future. Hopefully before Christmas time. Um, We also have um, Outcast. I didn't book anybody for next week because it's been a long time since it's just been us. But uh, it's going to be us. And then guess who's going to come on with us and hang out? Who's that? Manny Espejo. Oh, awesome. He's going to come in and he's he's going to triple host with us. So it's going to be fun and we're going to just hash it all up. He's got some good stuff to say. And um, it'll give us a good chance to regroup and do everything because, uh, man, we have been in a a whirlwind of guests nonstop for a couple months now. So, yeah, Manny, Manny Espejo, you guys. He's going to be back next week hanging out with us right here. Um, again, every Monday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, is where you're going to find us. So, um, again, read the description tonight's show. Uh, share the show with everybody you guys know. And, and I just want to say thanks to everybody out there who's been watching. You guys have been, all been all, great uh, and patient with us um I'm, I'm gonna leave all that mess that we had in the beginning i'm just gonna leave it i'm not gonna edit any of that stuff out and i know sometimes it's annoying but hey we're working we're building it's our two-year anniversary and i can't believe this stuff is happening right now it's crazy outcast we must be over some sort of target but whatever we'll, we'll get it so um check us both out over on uh, uh, social media uh, all of our links are down below, so go out there and find that and um, email the show. If you guys have something that you want to say, we have Spooky October coming up. All right, Spooky October is coming, and we have a lot of stories um, outcast in October. We have Yvette Bronx on Instagram. Oh, She's coming yeah. in. We're gonna talk about witches and and just it's gonna be all kinds of stuff. And I've got more people coming up for Spooky October. I want to read spooky stories uh, from you guys, the audience. I want to take some phone calls later uh, but you know we got a lot of stuff to do. Uh Steph me 09 over on Twitch. Thank you for joining the crew and uh, she says the glitches haven't kept me away. Thanks for the show. And yeah, I mean it's crazy. We don't always have the gl- these glitches but but we do. And you know what? We're we're rolling past it. So uh be gone evil one. Uh get, get away from me. Um also outcast. Uh thanks for you know for everybody for listening to the show, you guys. I'm I'm Jesse James. He's outcast. Look at him sitting right there. Awesome, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. As uh, you guys remember, go as you go through this week. Remember to be bold, stay courageous. All right, and don't fall for any of the government media complex propaganda that's coming at you at every level. Uh, There's solutions to everything we talk about. Go back to our past shows, start at the beginning, and, and you'll see what we're all about here on the Dangerous Info po- Podcast. It's up to you guys to act on any of these solution ideas. We love you guys. God bless and stay dangerous, my Patriot friends. Stay dangerous. The word smart, right? Remember when smart came along? Smart car, mm-hmm. smart phone, smart meter, smart watch, smart everything. People, yeah. you know, I, I, I knew right away when I first heard it, um, it was, you know, SM, S-M-A-R-T. People just think it's smart, like intelligent. It's not. Okay. Smart. What it stands for, it's an acronym. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Smart. I had no idea. I'm going to repeat that again. Self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. Okay. Wow. What this is.